0: That shop gwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's
2: right. that's right, that's right, Welcome to Pilgrim on
0: Wrestling.
2: With your host Billy Pilgrim, giving you that good wrestling
0: honey tree. Give you that old school feel with a new school type thought process every Wednesday night. So, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for the show? So here's Ben. What's going on, buddy? Uh, nothing. More of
1: the same shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, but now, but, 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 but to continue what we were talking about uh before we got on the mic, what have you, and uh everything, you 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 were saying about the BBW sites not using a lot of white guys. And I was thinking about that shit. You know what I'm saying? It was funny that you said that. I was like. Part of the reason why, I guess, and this is what I was privy to understanding, that a lot of white male towns didn't want to shoot with big girls. And it was most of the black guys that was willing to work with them. Well and that included even whites.
1: Yeah, white- no, um, like I just saw Thor have uh, just put out a scene with uh, Plumper Pass. I mean, usually... If they do use a white guy, it's somebody like Sean Lawless or Thor, who's like kind of been able to break to that top tier. Um, and it is somewhat true. And there is a one thing that's kind of, it happened a lot in Chicago, but it didn't really happen in Miami, maybe because I was too busy or maybe I made my, or maybe I made my point in that several BBWs came up to me in Chicago. And basically to the, to the effect said, don't, forget about us, like I was going somewhere. And I actually, and I've said it a thousand times, and one of the goals that I've been trying to do is get on the radar of, like, these bigger BBW sites and get in on that platform and be one of their regular guys because I would want more studio work. And um, I have no... T- and again, I said it, and I'll say it till the day I retire and die, uh, is... I wouldn't have a career if it weren't for the BBWs. If I was ever going to win an award, I would like the one I really want to win more than an AVN or an XBiz is the BBW Male Performer of the Year. That would be something, you know, that I would take a great honor in. But, I mean, race does play into things uh, when it comes to porn. It's just a bottom line. And you just have
0: to roll with that punch, you know, because... Because it's because even to the point like now, which is crazy, you like your top producers like Rodney Moore, he, uh, Jeff Models, it, they were, they they use mostly white talent, you know, period. But it's just and to keep it frank, a lot of these producers, as well as the mainstream companies, they go with what sells for them. And if, and they kind of don't, it takes a lot for them to shift thought processes on content because of, it's the old adage, how do you tell a millionaire, he don't know what the fuck he's doing? You can't. He made a million dollars.
1: And yeah. And it it, it comes to like, and I've always said, look, I want to get in with the BBW sites. Um, I have like a little bit of an announcement to make in a minute, but uh but also i know i one of the again one of the big goals is uh i really want to work for team skeet like i really like the stuff mm-hmm. they do as a customer they're they are literally the only porn site of all the major porn sites uh mm-hmm. that i've never had any kind of billing any or any kind of weird suspect uh stuff happen because i'm sorry sometimes they do pull sly shit and scheme, team skeet as a customer is always given the best deals and also just, hey, you order it? or you want to cancel? Couldn't be easier to cancel. Some sites make you do a song and dance. and But just <laughs> yeah. their content, the, the way they shoot it, the kind of content they make, I would love to work for Team Skeet. Uh, and I know, like, if you look at my look, I'm going to be the stepdad. I'm going to be the uncle. They're going to put me with, like, somebody that looks like Maddie Collins for a mainstream site, and I'm fine. They're not going to put me with Melissa Johnson or Rita Daniels because that's the, the 21-year-old kid you know, that uh, that they want to put them with. If I want to work with them, I got to do it on my own thing. But I'm willing, when the company hires me, I'm I'm okay with being put into a box and that he's the white BBW guy and he's the the DILF, he's the whatever. You can even call me a grandpa, I don't care. But when I'm doing my own thing, you know, I'm willing to, that's why I kind of try to be as diverse as possible. I don't, you know, I, I don't really want to be, I mean, I would do it for a year. Like it's if, if Team Ski Kate came to me and said, We are gonna make you like our res- resident, like stepdad or whatever, I would do it for like a solid year and just bankroll money and just and just build
0: a hype and Damn, I can't think of the dude name who uh he was <laughs> he called himself the the ultimate DILF. I can't think he was a white dude and I – damn, I can't remember his name. And uh <laughs> not nah, it's like this. For male talents, it's nothing wrong with being shoehorned because two reasons why. One, there's not a lot of male talents that's in mainstream. If people look at it, there's more male talents on the indie level than it is mainstream because when it gets higher up to the highest level, you got to be dependable as fuck for them to call you. Dependable as in not just I'm on time. No. Dependable as in, you're going to give a fire scene. You're going to keep it hard. You're going to work well on set. They ain't got to worry about you keeping it up. You you get done in time so that everybody can go ahead and have lunch and, and enjoy the afternoon. You, you're going come not You So it's kind of like there's very few guys that can actually do that because the level of difficulty of staying hard in that environment is high because there's more people in there and more going on to distract you
1: well yeah and i was talking in miami i was talking to a very high level of male talent and he was telling me like he was you know he kind of i talked to him several times over the weekend and it's funny because we had the same reaction to different things we said he he was telling me that he was on set for Brazzers for 10 hours and i was like 10 hours and i understand that he wasn't Hard or fucking the whole time, but that's a ten-hour day, and yeah. uh, and I'm sure that the, the, the girls there first, so it's probably an even longer day for for her. So it's a different environment. It's different, uh, you know. And also, photographs. You got to do the whole photographs thing, and then get dressed, and then do it all over again, and then angles yeah. and lights and depending on whatever.
0: I mean, in some sets, you to wear it. Learn a script, so yeah, it start and stops yeah. if you making a mistake or bloopers. It's, there, yeah, it's a different level.
2: Yeah,
1: and also, like, and some sets are hotter. Like, there's a producer. He's a very good producer, and I have absolutely no issue with him. But I really won't work with him because uh, not... I won't work with him, but it's more of... Um, his sets are too goddamn hot. Like, he won't turn on the AC when the cameras are off. And, he, and if he has 10 lights in his bag, he's using yeah. all 10 lights. And it's like, okay, for me it's just too uncomfortable. And, you know, I mean, your stuff comes out looking great, but I, like, I've kind of, it's like, nah, I'm not interested in in sweating this much because I got to be very cautious because I do overheat, and I've, and I've built up resistance, but I have to, I have to, uh, you know, be very cautious, you know, especially if it's a hot set, I got to make sure I pace myself. And uh, yeah, there is a lot of, there is a lot of, uh, And there's certain requirements. That's the thing. That's what we were always talking about. Like, if you want to be a superstar wrestler on a mainstream company, you got you. you can't do the cool hipster, you know, Silver Lake wrestling that you did in the, uh, in the uh, Legion Hall. You have to evolve and change up your shit. And um, that's why I like a challenge. That's why working with different people, and I just kind of, like, I try to just, okay, so what do you got? And I've done a lot of scenes where it's like, I don't, you know, basically a lot, lot of time. it's almost like a benefit after the fact, like when a scene is uncomfortable because it teaches you to stay focused and to regulate your body heat and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And you develop little tricks to, you know, and I don't know. And I'll be honest, I don't know if I am ready level wise for something like a Brazzers or a Reality Kings where it's like a 10 hour day or 12 hour day on a, on a big ass set. I think eventually, I think I'm ready to be on certain sites that I've been trying to get on, um, and uh, you know, I uh, I'm happy to announce that I have two scenes, like I have my blush scene waiting to drop, along with a bunch of virtual reality stuff that I have shot for them. That is a skill set that I've now. I also have. I can add that to my skill set as a male talent that I can do virtual reality and do the things required to do it. Cause it's not an easy thing to do. Um, but I have another scene that's going to drop on a new company that just launched last week. It's a BBW site uh, run by Amazon Amanda uh, called BBW adventures. And they, you know, they're going in, they're going all in on the quality. You know, she mentioned something to me a, a while back about working on something. And I just happened to be at the right place at the right time to do a scene she was going to book me anyway but I just happened to be at the right place at the right time in Miami got to shoot the scene with uh an amazing talent uh Sarah Starr that's going to be coming out but the site just launched they have already a bunch of scenes up with like really amazing talent uh like Princess Dandy Luna Lark uh Porter Rock um Sean there's like more and more and and I think it's going to be a really big thing going in. AVN next bit have been writing all about it. So I think it's going to be a really huge thing. I'm, I'm a little anxious. I would really love it just for me. Cause it would be great for me if both companies dropped my scene in a relatively, you know, close period of time from each other. Cause that would look very good for me, but, um, that's just self-interest, but this scene, when it does drop, it's going to be good. And, uh, you know, I think the site is going to be very popular. I think it's going to be a success. I think it's going to be something to reckon with when the BBW awards come around. And, you know, Amazon Amanda is a goddamn working machine. And she knows you know, she's, got, she's got an amazing crew. She's got an amazing crew filming the shit and everything. So I'm really happy to be. And they already said that uh, they're
0: going to have a shoot
1: for them again. So I'm very excited for that. and very grateful.
0: And also, this week, past weekend was the Urban X Awards, which some tell you're gonna be nominated next year. I just got a good feeling. I, I mean, just I got would, a good feeling.
1: As we were talking about, like, I, I mean, I'm trying. I mean, it's. I think I'm too late to to get nominated or anything for AVN, but I would.
0: I I just would like no to be- because I think AVN they start in nominations around October. Yeah, I don't have my channels are
1: unfortunately I fell behind because of some personal issues and the personal issues have stalled the uh the the because I do basically right now I'm doing everything myself um my channels have kind of stalled the development of them they are basically it's just a matter of filling out the 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 fucking financial paperwork and then Uploading the scenes, which is a lot harder than you would realize because most of the software, <laughs> most, most of the softwares, like, I, I don't give a fuck. I've had a friend try to warn me, but you know what? Um, considering it should, considering they take their cut before I see Nickel, yeah. uh, many vids, you know, Clifford sales, you know, so on and so forth, they don't like their software sucks and they, and it doesn't really, it's not as smooth and easy as it, it should be
0: for somebody who's getting a cut. And I kinda... I'm going to tell, tell you what you're finding out, what I found out. The value of having a video converter. And the, the reason for it, because you can downsize a video to where it doesn't take all day for it to upload and put it to a format to where it might upload faster and fit.
2: Well,
1: if you, like there's one guy who is a uh, he works with TV Media, great photographer, brilliant cinematographer, uh i have like i said i have several scenes ready with the other ones i'm trying to sort simpler like to edit myself but they're ones that it's like okay and i am going to be uh reaching out to this editor that i know of and basically ask him how much to edit three videos i have to outsource otherwise it's just not going to get done um but uh it I didn't see. I didn't really. I never thought of, I've used a video converter before, but I never like it literally. The whole thing slipped my mind because I tried to move this yeah. scene. And here's the best part I've tried the, the reason why I'm trying to upload it is because we did the scene in two takes one take for the dialogue. Actually, no, I think we might have actually done it in one solid take. So, really, just a little trim on, on the end, and then you know, put in some credits at the beginning, and there you go. But I can't. Move the fucking thing because I don't know what format. Like he knows what he's doing. So I, I, so I, it, you just gave me the thing. I'm like, okay, I'll try to video convert it, or again, ask somebody to do it for me. I'm just trying to get the shit or, up. Or I'm just trying to get part, the shit be, up. And and I'm not. And the person. And there was like an issue with the person that I was going that offered to take charge of all this. And I don't know. There's that's a whole situation that I don't really want to get into. Um But. <laughs> But I don't, I don't know. Well, no, it's just that's part of the reason why we didn't have a show last week, because I was kind of like blindsided by some drama that I'm like, I have literally no, you just put, not only do I not know what's going on, but you just threw me for a mental loop. And uh, I don't even know if I can do, find out like what the fuck's going on, because I feel like if I try to dig and go, hey, what's all this about, it's going to make me Look worse, and believe it or not, sometimes, and this comes with age. You realize you kind of just have to, like, like if you're a quicksand, uh the, you know, don't move. It slows down you sinking. So, yeah. so basically, I've been sidetracked, and this is why I've been pushing to get more paid gigs because again, it helps get exposure. It, you know, and and money which I could use to fund to send out stuff and pay because I know. I'm not avoiding uh, learning how to edit. I've gotten better at working my, my camera and everything, but it's going to be a thing that if I'm going to be doing my own thing and filming for companies, hopefully on a regular basis, I've just the time is not going to be there to like edit and do all this other stuff. So if I have... <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm trying to get a new
0: band. Oh, to- I wish I had and it it well, is also having the funds to pull this shit off. Or find someone that's willing to do a pro bono just to be a part of the the company um even with my situation of editing now added to it video not just the audio itself but the video of, uh, of of the podcast now it and and having the time between working and, and house duties and, and bruh so, trust me, I, I totally understand where you're coming from on that end because it's a tedious task to sit here and edit shit. And I remember when I had to sit here and edit, you know, uh, porn videos, you know, it, fuck making clips, you know what I'm saying? Where they put like a one minute clip. Man, I had a two minute trailer. <laughs> well, shit like, like, on the back end telling you where to go buy it, like the web flies and shit, advertisement. It's just, it's a weird thing because like, when it comes
1: time to shoot things, even, even when things are stressful, like they'll fall into place and, and, you know, and, and stuff will work out when it, like the, the weeks leading up to Exotica, I was having like medical issues in the sense of my years and like really bad infections. And basically it was just trading off one to the other. I was having an issue. I had, I had an injury on my foot and then trying to do, all this other stuff to get ready for exotica so i wanted to have the plan again some videos are up on many vids but um again i I remember one day with a crushing earache and one ear completely completely swollen and me not really knowing and not having the finesse and again uh, these fucking programmers now i think they just designed shit so they could just kind of show people how smart they are as opposed to just like well 90% 90% of the population doesn't really, is not at our level. So let's make something functional that the average person can use. But I, I, it took all day, all day to get two videos to upload to many vids. And it would not take this one video. And then trying to move the video that I, the only reason why I could think
0: because that see, Because the Abuja was interesting, right? There. Yeah a little tidbit for people to understand. When you hear people say, okay, it's 4K, the video is HD, let me just make this clear, people. They're lying to you. Because many sites have not been able to catch up with HD, let alone 4K. It's actually standard definition. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for the most part, seriously. Now, and and depending upon what you film in is how big that folder is. So if you got a folder that's like seven gigabytes, yeah, it's going to take fucking all day for it to load. That's why the the smart thing that anyone can do is convert it first. Now, granted, it might take away your 4K, but it's going to be taken away anyway by the time the motherfucker is uploaded anyway. And for the most part, and that's what I'm talking about. It's like,
1: look, many vids, and I get it, they're a big, powerful company. They have an award show. I'm not gonna lie, I would like to be, I'd like my channel to eventually become a very important channel on many vids. And if they're giving out awards, wouldn't mind being nominated or possibly even winning one. But I don't give a fuck if I'm making 10 grand a month on many vids and I win a uh, male clip artist of the year three years in a row. It's like, you guys take 20% off the top before anything. And, you know, and, and part of the problem that a lot of creators are facing is these guys, a lot of these sites are not doing their legal due diligence, and they're not keeping their ship tight. And again, their software sucks. Like, I should not have
0: an issue. And, and again, I granted that, see, these see, are, that, see, but- that goes back to why I said the way that they used to do it was smarter and more easier. Because now that you're asking for every fucking performer that Billy has to fuck on camera, that he has to actually submit the IDs, the pictures of their IDs, the twenty two fifty seven. Now you're housing more shit, which in turn making your server goddamn become more full. Which in turn, it it you you what get what I'm from. You storing more shit. It's, which it's, in turn. It's, it's, i don't know it's
1: it's it doesn't need to be the the soft like again it's it's you know it's, yeah. just, it's just hey download this and do this and then it just it's 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 i, I just i you're thinking about it gives me aggravates
0: me that's why and, I, sure. I, I and it, here's the thing it, and, and, and companies. And I, majority of these companies got them a small ass Got dang office complex
1: well, not just that. Like a lot of these sites apparently don't even really have. And again, it's like, okay, well, then how much do you fuckers that own this thing? How much money do you need? Because here's the funny thing: you're dealing like the people only OnlyFans, and, and I and and there's an apocalypse coming with that. And I'm and I feel bad for all the people that it's going to affect. But for the people of OnlyFans, and I will say this on: I, I hope I go on the biggest podcast in the adult industry so I can say this. I hope when they eventually do fuck over, like when the judgment day comes for every creator on OnlyFans, I yep. hope that they get bankrupt. I hope that they get audited. I hope the government goes after them. I hope somehow they lose that massive fortune that they that they get. Because again, part of the reason why OnlyFans has had the issues they had is they've had like, literally, oh, we have a crew of like 11 people. I, I heard about in an article, like 11 people. And, you know, they didn't and they weren't doing their legal due diligence, which is their job, and they weren't watching the house. And it's like, you dumb fucks were on this another, you basically were on this lame ass version of MySpace with a paywall. And then the porn industry once again proven that it can make money and it's and it basically can make technology and it made you richer than you ever deserved to be. And your, and your response to that was, one, to be immediately ashamed to try to fuck over the very thing that's giving you money, but to also not cover— You're dealing with people—you're dealing with adults that having sex. So in no way the supposedly great business people didn't think we should get the best lawyers and
0: have no, a— I'm going to tell you how know, slick they were, right? Yeah, they were. Any porn site has a 2257 that you can look up you, for them. You feel me? Only fans did not have one. The reason why? Because at some point, they wanted to become publicly traded. You get what I'm coming from. They 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 want to go from being a privately owned to publicly traded like that of WWE. So they left the caveat to where, in the opening day, if we want to kick sex workers off or people that are posting those type videos and that type content off our platform. We haven't the legal precedence to do it because of our bylaws. But the only reason why they changed was because it wasn't they didn't anticipate the customer leaving with the people.
1: Yeah, that because that's what they're there for. If you look, I like wrestling and I actually I like opera. When I lived in New York City, I would go to the opera every year during the season. And here's the funny thing: as much <laughs> as I love wrestling. If I showed up expecting, him, when I show up in my suit, uh, you know, uh, to see opera and I see fucking, you know, CM Punk come out to, uh, in Lemon Color, I'm leaving because that's not what I'm here for. You can have all the fucking bands. You can have all these basic uh, daddy girls uh, with their basic pictures of them on an island somewhere, you know, it, quoting philosophy that they have no understanding what it means and but that's not why people were there that, that's not why you're rich you dumb fuck you, of course people are only fans for porn so and i'm and I, honestly i'm amazed and the one i'm gonna feel bad for all this all the sex workers on only fans when this when this happens and it's gonna happen but i'm not gonna really feel as bad for the ones that just blatantly are like I, I'm only on OnlyFans. It's like, well, you have you not heard any news, any nothing? You know, like it's you're gonna
0: lose everything, and then you're gonna have to rebuild. You should, be. oh, dude, you know how I stressed them chicks, chicks were when they first announced they were gonna bump them off. Yeah, but that, but here's the thing though, it's yeah, the, it, but, the, it, he, the but here's the, he, he,
1: he, this is where kind of the thing becomes the performer's fault because you should already then just common sense, don't put all your eggs in one basket, but also. To start opening up other platforms so you have a safety net so that way especially if you have a huge loyal following you can go hey this sucks but guess what i can now i'm on these platforms and i can actually post shit that only fans would never let me post so now you get to see new new shit and they're not and it's like i don't know what you expect i mean again i hope you're saving your money but the thing with only fans is i hate to break the news to you even if you do get rid of all the sex workers, and you don't go out. What was the one that that got? They were all horny toity and got rid of porn, and then they literally died like the next day, like went out of business. Tumblr, it was Tumblr, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tumblr, I, I really, I hope, I hope you lie awake in your beds worrying about your mortgage and your stupid fat kids' uh, college fund, and there's and your ugly daughter's <laughs> braces. I hope, I hope the the ghosts of bills, present, past, and future haunt. Your fucking sleep, you dumb douchebags. Um, so, uh, even if they go publicly traded and they get even more money that they didn't earn and don't deserve, guess what, fuck, Knuckle? You are forever going to be known as the porn site. Coca Cola yeah. could, Coca Cola tomorrow could build the best car that was ever made. It can go 300 miles an hour, it, it could get, <laughs> get, it could get, it could get. 55 miles to the gallon. It could it could literally like, it has massage seats that could actually bring you to orgasm. It is it could be the greatest car ever. And they could stop making soda on Monday and on Wednesday release the greatest fucking car and an affordable car. And for it doesn't matter. They're always when people hear Coke, they're gonna think of sugary black drinks. That's exactly what they're, they're gonna get. That the fucking polar bear. And you know, and, and that's exactly what they're gonna think, because once you're known for something, you're never gonna not be known for that. That's all it's ever gonna be. And I my wish, and nothing would make me happier, I would actually probably beat off to the articles, is they go bankrupt. They go out of business and they lose everything because if they handle this business, this stupid and that's the other thing. They're, I guarantee you they're probably not managing their money well because porn just keeps keep, once you hit that certain stride porn just generates money and these they, fucking they I, I really hope I, I hope they lose it all and I want to know where they live just so I can just laugh at them or just stand behind them at a coffee shop and just like mock them as they're waiting to order their fucking pumpkin spice you know jerk off latte just be like so uh, you know, you still think you're better than me because I showed my dick on camera there, Sparky? Hey, yeah. um, you, hey, you know what? I, I actually, I don't own a lawn, but I could rent one. You can come by and mow it and I could give you like, you know, five bucks, you know? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't normally allow, pay people for outside content or allow it to be, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, if you want, yeah, fuck, fucking scumbags. And I only have an OnlyFans. Literally, I do, but it's only as a consideration to my co-stars because in a lot of these sites, the one saving grace is – because, again, the deal with their software and try to upload pictures of all these paperwork and everything. If 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 uh, I work with Princess Dandy, I all I have to do is just tag her in the thing and she's an established, authorized performer, and then that's it. And I just have to put the paperwork in file and have it handy in case they ever ask for it, and it makes life a hair easier. It frees up your time to deal with all the other bad shit going on with their software. So I have an OnlyFans, but it's only so they can tag me and not have to deal. You know, that's the literally the only thing. I think I have a video up. I don't even have a... It's like, a, I don't even think you can watch. I don't know. I don't...
0: I haven't been I had on my had OnlyFans. I for approximately like two months. I me, like... No. I had it for like... Three, three, four months, made about $30, and then, t- then said, fuck it. Actually,
1: you know, uh, this reminds me, you need to, off off the thing, you need to send me, because I, I have, X-Videos owes me money, and I hit the limit. I didn't hit the bullshit $1,000 limit, but I have money sitting there that I can't, and, they, and X-Videos is another one that I hope they all burn in hell and get <sighs> to a car crash and, and, and literally wind up in, like, wheelchairs where they can't. They got to piss and shit bags, and they can never get around or feel sex again, because you're because your customer service. No, fuck them. Because you know what? You go into the bank. You have this unreal. Even OnlyFans doesn't do this bullshit. Thousand dollars? No, 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 no. Now, now, now. No, no, no. Don't interrupt me. Thousand dollars. But then they say, "Oh, well, if you hit this number, and I hit the number, and I'm trying to get the money." And they and it, it keep giving me the fucking runaround, around. And it does no good to reach out to them because it's literally they don't respond. Or if they do, one time the, the, the dumb fucks responded, I don't know how many months later. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I forgot the initial reason why I contacted because they just never got back to me. It's non-existent customer service. And I, I literally, I know you sing the praises of X videos, but I'm going to tell you right now. I have, I, I I just, that, that channel kind of exists and I'm never going to put the stuff i put on there in the coming months and years, as I get more popular will be the stuff that's like, well, Hey, this is uh this is kind of like, uh, like the streaming movie channels where you, you sit through commercials, you get it for free, where if you want the quality shit that I'm making with like great producers and top tier talent, like Rita Daniels and, and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, uh, fucking blanking people on names I'm so again so aggravated uh you know Princess Dandy or Princess Havoc or you know so on so forth um you got to go to the real channels and pay money I I just you know I was grateful for them because they gave me a foot in the door to post some of the stuff I did when I started but now it's they used up all their goodwill and I want my fucking money and uh you know either that or your kids winding up in wheelchairs and you know what if this offends you guess what don't fucking care (laughs) don't fucking care because if you're gonna be a shitty person and if you're gonna fuck with people and you're gonna basically not give a shit and and let people like try to scrabble their money then then guess what turnabout is fair play so i hope bad shit happens to you I hope your fucking kids wind up in a wheelchair, and I hope it's like your your ten year old kid, and he never knows what it's like to get a hand job, and he's and he can't even remember by the time he's twenty five what it was like to sit on a toilet and have a nice uh, cathartic shit. Fuck all of you, you fucking maggots. See, you know, and I didn't, and again, I'll say this again. I'm going to learn how to edit, but I would like to get into a place where I have the money to offload the real heavy work, because again. My goal is to get you to buy my porn. And I want, and part of the reason why I hate editing is that I'm so obsessed with it being worth the $20 I'm charging the $15, even the $10. Fuck. If it's a $5 video, I, I can't, I start second guessing myself to the level because it's like, I want you to pay because I want it. I want to sell something for 25, but I want you to feel like you got it. You got it. out of steal. Like this is like a $30 video. That's the goal. And I need somebody who is not going to have my insane mind do it for me. So that way, you know, the shit actually gets out. And when I hit a level where I'm working for companies regularly and I can, you know, kind of edit some of the simpler videos, but I know I have people that could do the real heavy lifting. And, and there's, there are people who have this attitude of like, oh, well, you, you, you're not a whiz with a camera. Oh, you're not a master of editing. Oh, I can't respect you. Well, here's the thing um my balls uh i just shaved them this morning so you should have little wind, you should have little wind resistance when you gargle them all right go fuck yourself when i i it's an, it, look the, the the editing the cinematography the lighting the sound it is all it is all an art form unto itself and i cannot express i could literally talk for 3 hours how important and how grateful i am and how wonder and like just essential good production people are but the thing is i didn't fuck with any of that shit before i got in the industry i did the impossible i the physical toll that it takes to be on set and do porn the the genetics that you need uh just mental and physical and yes i'm talking about a big dick and the ability to come on, you know and and do things and stay aroused in situations where you're having no fun and all the other stuff. And when I have friends who are big stars telling me that this huge male talent and like at a big shooting event in Vegas, uh, she told me, oh, people were talking about you and they were all saying great things. And this really popular top tier male talent has heard nothing but great things about you. And he's waiting to hear from you. He wants to meet you. Another girl that I worked with, sent me this really sweet message and talked about how some people that she really admires on a higher level, Uh, And she's a name talent, so you can only imagine how high they go up. Have been watching me and been and wanted to know what they like to work with me. And she gave me a ten out of ten. So now whoever the she didn't want to spill the beans, but whoever those mystery people are, are now being. So I've already pulled off fucking miracles, and that's the job I applied for. Being naked on camera, playing a, a plumber named Luigi. Hey, I got the boat. Your pipes are clogged. I got the tool you need to open them up. Hey, come on. And then afterwards, I, I, get, I call my cousin, deliver double large sausage. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like about that. That's what I signed up for. I didn't sign up to be Scorsese. I didn't sign up to be the fucking master, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, to be a fucking master editor or any <laughs> other shit. I, I need to learn those skills. And I admit, and it's going to be a slow progress because the creative side of thinking of the ideas and directing the scenes and getting there and being all the stuff you got to do to be physically prepared and the actual fucking and everything else. And, and the pressure of usually if you turn into bad performance with the wrong people, you don't get a second chance that, cause I don't care how good at editing I get or how good a camera I get. If I don't do the main thing that I showed up, that I, that I did the job that I applied for, Those editing skills are really not going to be of any use to me. And I have no interest in just being an editor. Don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong being an editor. God bless every last one of you. In in my personal opinion, black people shouldn't have to pay uh, state or federal or income tax. They shouldn't have to pay any tax other than like a sales tax, you know, just because, you know, you can't just no, no federal, no income. If they make money, it's theirs. Okay, that's how you give them reparations. And editors, same thing. Because how you do that job and love it and do it every day and look forward to doing it, uh, yeah, no taxes for you either, okay? (laughs) Because I can't do it. But, you know, these people with this – I'm like, it's great that you could do all this shit. I plan to work very, very hard and have a delegation system because at the end of the day, me on camera with my dick out playing a character, you know, playing, um, playing, you know, Unta, who is a very special massage – Um, uh, you know, I'm a massage artist, kind of like, you know, you come in all very tense and then I, uh, work you over and I make you malleable like marzipan, you know, like, uh, like I'm an artist and you are my little marzipan sculpture. And, uh, I am from a very small country on the border (laughs) of seven Slavic countries. We are five miles by five miles. Um, my family had to flee, uh, the country when I was a child because the Shriners staged a coup and we had to flee. It was terrible. They were they were tying people to the bumpers of their little cars and dragging them through the streets. Uh, my father was a very prominent uh, professor at the uh, at the, uh, University of De Vrij there, and uh, we had to flee. See, like that's what I do, okay? And that's what I signed up for. So that's why I will happily pay uh, the money and, and treat them like gold to hold the camera and do the lights. And, and and work to it's worth the money to pay the people because it makes the product worth buying. Uh, you know, because at the end of the day, it's you can't have one without the other. So people see, like, oh, you just give away your money. I'm like, no, when I hire Desire Media and then I hire this guy, uh, Riddle to edit my videos, and you know, I have uh, uh Team VP Media doing my still photos, it's an investment because they make the product worth buying and now it what it would have been a ten dollar video is now worth twenty five because of everybody involved. So it's an investment in, you know, it's like having putting siding on your house and getting and getting, you know, like a a new roof. It's, you know, uh it's it's all about maintaining your your thing. But I didn't mean to go off on that long of a fucking tangent. I just had a really rough, shitty week.
0: Oh yeah. So So now he's going to get better because we get to talk about the thing that we love the most. And, oh, I forgot.
1: Wait, uh, give me one second, sorry.
0: I got to get Gordon from the bar. I actually forgot. Welcome to Pilgrim on Wrestling. Here on the STO, the Smokers Lounge. I am your wonderful moderator and co-host, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ. And I'm here to introduce to you the host with the most, with the toast, with the dick. That he doesn't mean doesn't mind to boast about. That he sling to these chicks. Also gives you wrestling history, wrestling punditry and have the best rants in the business. We're talking about Billy.
1: You know, one day you're gonna pull something, and then I'm gonna to have to deal with your wife.
2: Fucking uh, yes! Hello, ladies
1: and gentlemen. The the Danny Glover, Mill Gibson of, of pro wrestling podcasting. With you again? Uh,
0: Where's he And the funny thing is, I'm Danny Glover. <laughs> I'm about to say, yeah, I'm Mel Gibson. I mean, I like the Jews. Oh, my God. Oh. So, and also this part of the show, which we call the Pro Wrestling Smoke part of the show. And you know how we started all the time. We need to go back. Take it way back to the 70s and the 80s. To one of the greatest commentators As analysts, whatever you want to call it, men on the mic in the history of professional pro wrestling, I'm talking about the one and only the sultry velvet voice of the one and only Gordon Soley in the Gordon Soley Poetry Corner.
3: welcome friends to another edition of Gordon Solie's poetry corner and thank you for joining me in my little corner of the world so much is going on in the world of wrestling today i oh, behind the scenes of AEW and WWE it's so much politics so much drama i have not seen this much politics and drama since that time i went to Jim Barnett's pool party and walked in him walked in on him and Rock Hudson and, and Jerry Lawler and they were all talking about who was gonna be on top. And I thought they were booking the territory, but well, let's just say politics is a shit business. So I have something here for a little for all the people of the EW and the WWE to ponder on. Too much, too much hypocrisy, too much government, too much ill health. Too many lonely people. Too many overpaid underachievers who only knew corporate politics. Too many cracks in the social, social platforms for people to slip through and get lost. In Too many stupid bureaucratic files. Too many who consider loyalty a weakness and not a strength. Too many who consider the lie superior to the truth. And let me tell you something. When you go to a Jim Barnett party on Fire Ireland and he tells you it's a sausage fest, it's not so much a lie, but he wasn't clear. But I love old Jimsy. He made a martini that you would that so that was so strong, he would wake up three weeks later after one of them in a monkey knife fight in India, owing three Rupals or whatever the hell type of money they have. I really thought Chim Chim was going to take it in the third round. Anyway, Back to you, Bobby.
0: And thank you, Mr Soly, for a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh poem and um Sausage Fest. Damn it, uh unless they talked about something to do with German or beer, I'm not going to that <laughs> party.
3: Well, you know, he does throw one hell of a shame ding. He has an open... I mean, he has an open bar like Marilyn Monroe at the Kennedy compound, just wide open and for everybody <laughs> to have it's,
0: it's the stuff
3: of legends.
0: Oh my god. See, yeah. Uh. I
3: remember when Shirley MacLaine head-butted Ruth Ginsburg over... I think it was the last bottle of uh, Manischewitz, but anyway... <laughs> Headbutting, god dang. Hey, she was hanging out with those dirty Italians in the uh in the the 50s. She she, she knew she knew the
0: streets, yeah. I see she was headbutting people. So, so Mr. Sola, we got to get this show on the road. So, uh, go back and grab Billy, tell him to come on, and you and drink one for me, my brother. Uh,
1: Oh, well, you know, three or four. (laughs) all right thank you there uh thank you gordon and um and and yeah no uh and yes i did call dibs on the waitress with the fat ass uh so thank you all right so here we are and um yeah it's been a it's been a chaotic week uh personally and emotionally um people are fucking weird
0: is this business? Um... I I I was trying to think where to. That's a, well, okay, I I'm going to say the main event shit, which is AEW, for last. So let's get to the bullshit, shall All right. As you know, my favorite part of WWE, which I've always been raving about, this show NXT UK will now no longer exist within a date that we've been saying. How long is it be before they touch NACUK, right? <laughs> we were talking well, about that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but also it just seems weird that you went through all the trouble of setting up this whole thing and you found an entire British staff to to rate to rest, you know, the train and whatnot. Uh, ironically, wrestlers have been wrestling since they were 15, so really they just need to kind of get used to the bigger ring and working with ropes instead of cables. And essentially that, that bullshit uh, WWE style, which is, is an injury-prone style. But I don't understand, because, t- I mean, I guess with the Brexit, they're not, or whatever. But I don't understand why you need to cut uh, NXT UK to have <coughs> NXT Europe um, when it's right there. And you and again, I would I would think it would be easier and more helpful to, to set it up when you actually have WWE people who who already know the shit the way it's run and they could just hop on a boat cross over to France. I don't know where they're gonna base it out of, but it's like it's a short it, shot. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what it is. You wanna know why he decided to do NXT Europe? They wanted a reason to bring back the European title. I just, <laughs> I just got a feeling. Some tell me Triple H really liked the European title. Well, here's the idea. Just here's the idea. Just. Fucking have a tournament and put it put it on somebody. <clears throat> there you go. I mean, because because even to the point like like I noticed that um there's there's not been a new ICW um show yet. I haven't well, I had have to check again. I haven't seen a new progress show yet. Um, which is interesting because it was like when I saw one of the NXT UK guys booked for a progress match. Um, Eddie Dennis, that's his name. I was like, okay, are they allowing them to, you know, kind of like they used to do with Evolve, where they had them go to NST, you know what I'm saying, go to progress just to wrestle what have you, but no, they didn't let loose a whole bunch of them. And I noticed that Charlie Dempsey was not in that class that was released. So, I think uh, your boy son is about to be a part of that uh, uh, NXT, I'm about to say NWA, NXT Europe. But I'm like, damn, man, they just cut the whole... <laughs> and that was their best booking. I mean, it's... I, again, I
1: just don't under... I honestly don't understand it. I, I Again, I think it's going to be... Because ironically, who are you gonna hire to run the jo- the Dojo or the Performance Center in Europe? Probably all
0: the people, like you know, Johnny Steng Oh, I already and- know what people do. I already peeped it. They, they they got a farm system between progress, ICW and WXW in Germany. It, it, because that where they got your boy uh Axel Thatcher, Thatcher. Um he, 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 he pulled me Alexander Wolfe in NXT with Imperial. That's where they found him. So it's it's kind of like, even with A-Kid, he was with XW. So it's kind of like, why do we... I guess you look at it as, why do I need an NXT UK when we already got these old promotions? But it's... But once again, they're about to do what Vince did, which actually... If it what how can I put this? If it wasn't for progress at ICW to kind of merge with them, the that the independent the independent would have been dead. Cause the only thing that would have been left was what Rev Pro? And that's because they did with Japan. Well, I mean, wasn't what but wasn't the
1: part of the reason why they did the UK thing was that the hottest actual wrestling scene in the world was the the Great Britain because there was so many companies and basically if you're a wrestler you could wrestle almost every night of the week because it was super hot. And, uh, you know, and that is not why they did the UK because, I mean, I would, because honestly, yeah, there was like all these different companies, Web Pro and, and um, Progress being the two, their version of WWE and WCW. But, yes. I mean, there was a lot of companies, big and small. And again, these, these guys, these young guys getting, you know, again, like, yo, know, you can wrestle. Seven days a week, and you know, and, and so on. Um, so I thought the indie scene in UK is it was hot and, and still doing pretty good. And um, I don't, I Germany don't know too much. I don't, that, know, I don't know too much about the European scene, but um, I would have thought they really. Well, actually, no. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If I was running things, I would have uh, probably opened up uh, NXT Lucha. Uh, before I went that far out into Great Britain, and Europe, but given that they cannot, unless the person's white, is they can't.
0: The pre- truth be told, it's no way in hell they can get into Mexico just because AAA and CMLL.
1: Well, no, it's, again, it's a it, WWE, they, it too WWE. They, they do it in Texas, Arizona. I mean, it's WWE. They're not. They don't always do you know shit right, and you get occasionally do a show in mexico but and again it's not even going to be real lucha to be like bad wwe lucha so i just because again that that constant cry of we want the indian market we want the spanish market well here's the thing maybe when you get the guys from india and and you know mexico you don't Bury them, or make them shitty bad guys, or you know shit, you whatever. Put them give, them, over. give them the most racist fucking gimmick um, ever, the most stereotypical gimmick. Maybe you actually push the guy like you would a John Cena, and then wait for it. Oh my goodness, you would get uh, the the fucking you know Indian Spanish market.
0: You know, I mean, I mean, it, so when you think about it, uh, even with the Indian market. Their two world champions were Jinder Mahal and what's his damn name? Um God the great Kylie. Both both and again, both heels. <laughs> they had the Punjabi. What is it, prison match?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, really? <laughs> I mean <laughs> saving with me with 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 it there haven't been a Japanese born or Chinese born or what have you champion in world champion in WWE. So it's kinda like you're not is it's, it's kinda like when Obama became president. It made black people really believe, oh yeah, now we can become president. You feel what I'm saying? You know, okay, it okay. made you know it was
1: really impressive because you got you didn't actually have to steal the election like no one ever talked about it but Kennedy <laughs> you know being a Mick Catholic myself Kennedy yeah. never would have been president he stole the election and then yeah. and then the dumb fuck reneged on a deal with not just regular italians sicilians and actually yeah, yeah. thought he was going to get away with it and it's hilarious uh and you know yeah. so you guys actually did it without cheating
2: yeah and yeah. you actually got
1: him through eight years without getting shot. Actually, we were yeah. more of a black president than Obama, because <laughs> we had to cheat to get in. That's how you know. And then they hated our ass so much, it was like, get this fucking you know. If he hoist your to me one more time, shoot his fucking
0: <laughs> big melon potato headed ass. I, I swear, but I, I like I said, I I'm just just perplexed on that. End of that move, or what have you? And uh, I mean, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it because if it was anything like UK, um, I, I I think that it would probably, I think it would work out. But I would just find it funny how all the UK belts were just coming over here all of a sudden. They okay, have got uh, Tyler Bateman. <laughs> I guess they're about to do a unification match with. Yeah. Wrong and you know who's going to win that? Okay, I'm just going to be honest. I, I would have Tyler go over. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. It, it, I know a lot of motherfuckers out here. This shit be like, man, get the fuck out here, man. Burn breaker. No, I think Tyler should go over. Well, I, I mean, but,
1: but, but, no, no, just well, one again, the problem with every company. Even little independent companies, uh, too many belts. Too many belts. Um, Again, I already talked about what I think it should be per company. Um, And, you know, I... Like I said, I... uh, Yeah, I I see a lot of European guys losing to the current NXT guys. And honestly, if anything, if you're going to do unification matches... I wouldn't shut down, I don't know when they're going to officially shut down uh, uh, NXT UK, but I would let it run until you get the, the, well actually no, it wouldn't work because then you would have to let the Europe run for a minute in order to have an inter-promotional feud where, I don't know, I just think it's a dumb idea because that, that was the whole fucking point was to eventually have UK, because, then Europe, then Japan, and then fucking you know.
0: Yeah, because uh, because because I think of it, if you're gonna do NAC Europe, okay, that means that you're gonna have a touring schedule where they actually tour through Europe. That I would think. So if or they record in somewhere in Europe. Now I do understand that part of the reason why at first this probably was spearheaded or moved along because I know Bti Studio was shutting down because they supposed to be, in, you know, covering the football, the football. And um so it was kind of like, I guess they didn't find another spot or it said, "Fuck it, we don't need to." So I I'm just I just want to say rest in peace in HTUK I'm going to miss you. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm just surprised you uh, that Triple H makes <laughs> such a dumb fucking decision. I mean, no more Mastiff, no, no, no more Nina Samuels. You know what I'm saying? I just, no, die you no. And here's the other thing no too. More, lot, I mean, again, is
1: it all right? So you're gonna have French wrestlers, you're gonna have German, Austrian, you're gonna have. Slavic wrestlers are going to have uh, Spanish, you know, Spaniard wrestlers. So um, what are you going to do about the language barriers? You know, like, is everybody going to be... And here's the thing. Even if they're able to learn Mm. English, the accents, depending on the accents, it's like, what are you going to do about the whole promo thing? You can't... The WWE doesn't know how to use managers anymore, and you can't just not have people talk. You're the WWE. That's basically... All you fucking do, um, uh, you know, and it's a. But yeah, it's a. It's I don't know. It's it's a. It's a. It's I just think it's a really dumb move to to take it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, well, all I know is. I mean, again, I'm still not
1: sold on this whole uh, of what Triple H is. And again, to be fair, I I watched SummerSlam and I was not, I saw no difference. I saw the same bad shit that, you know, uh, I think maybe, actually, no, I caught a glimmer of that water thing. So, no, it was the same bad shit. But to be fair, again, it was the first Vince Free thing. And I haven't really heard anything amazing other than, oh, now we can say wrestler or something and whatever. Uh, but um, to me, that's a small, minor thing, like terminology. It's about, okay, are you going to let people who could actually cut a promo do promo? Or are you going to let wrestlers actually, and, you know, and again, this WWE style thing needs mm-hmm. to stop. Uh, you need to, you know, or, or improve upon it. Because it really, it's the style. Uh, as an example, I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. The your national football champions this year. And when we had, uh, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name because I. Hey,
0: uh, hey, Billy, hey uh, Billy, let's take a quick commercial break. I got to make a phone call to my job. So quick commercial break. I'll be right back. All right.
2: so visual, too,
3: like, if you're just doing, like, a lot of yeah. you know, they, they just love it, and, and it's on their, their
2: mind. it's like, all I could hear
3: was just slurs, not just racial slurs, like, you know, the, the F word, the N word, some other word I don't even know how to spell, you know, like, a bunch of slurs. Very derogatory
2: words calling people names. Toes being a society, would the toes be born progressive?
1: Especially because there's so many down.
3: Like, but like this is too much and we get ready to shoot there's a camera behind me and a light you know like it's like you know like the bright light and i move away from it you see the light and i was like can I please move it he was like, you, know, after we're in, you know you
2: can take the camera out editing
3: Nobody's
1: trying to do that no you
0: We're back from commercial break. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I want to shoot my boss, man. Actually, I got, I got to spank my damn the director of nurses. Because <laughs> it's not midgety that she gave me my damn COVID test. But anyway, back to the wrestling. Um and shoot. But like I said, with just the end end on that note of what we talk about with NXT or have you. Um now we were oh, talking uh,
2: about NXT. No, the point Tell I
1: was that, gonna make with
0: Go ahead.
1: No, the point I was go gonna ahead. make with W W E style was um the asshole coach uh Mark Rich that the Bulldogs had. We had some amazing players uh for the last years of his tenure, and we got no use out of them because they kept getting injured. And then finally he fucked up enough seasons finally we fired him and then uh we got in kirby smart and all of a sudden we we lost all the players because they went to the nfl who by the way didn't get injured all that often and once they got to the nfl but essentially our injury rate like just dropped ridiculously because it's however they're training them at the center and it's their style it's it's something about that, because WWE wrestlers get injured more than anybody. You know, and it's and it's just it's and I'm amazed that they just don't kind of see that.
0: Yeah, That's true. Well, speaking about more WWE stuff, um <laughs> the interesting things I've been been watching on uh, the, the SmackDowns and the RAWs. And everything is I think was it you that were talking well no no it probably was uh, Jim Cornette was discussing it or what have you I can't remember whoever was discussing it but for what I think Triple H is trying to build with WWE um it's going to take a long time to get that taste out of people's mouth of what they used to be, and that's if they get to that point. But I wonder how long the, the happy marriage of that tribulation taking over is going to end to where we're going to hear about their disgruntledness, people not being happy or being used or what have you. <laughs> well,
1: here's a, here's a question. Um, I I didn't really read the article, but didn't they? Isn't they? Didn't they drop the investigation or the investigation with with uh, Vince
0: Dunn? No, they said they concluded it, but other people are investigating. Oh, okay. Even to the point that the government is getting involved. So Vince, he he has other issues. Even to the point that he is he's, he's uh, even connected with pig vomit on some shit right now. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Oh, God. So, and they were good friends, too. That's just funny. And even to the fact, though, that he put in there that um, either Vince couldn't shave his head or Vince couldn't shave his own head in the contract. I can't remember what it is. I don't feel like we're discussing that piece of shit on here. But, um... Even even to me, when I think about what's what's going on, okay, they're bringing back all these all these um these these wrestlers and what have you. Plus the storylines they're trying to do or what have you. Still, at some point, your roster gonna be so big that you can't use everybody, and it's gonna be some people that gonna be disgruntled or what have you. Um, and it's kind of like just when I was hearing about, which I mean, we jumped, we I'm putting the car before the horse with the CM Punk situation. I remember when CM Punk was discussing when he was just <laughs> with WWE, especially Triple H. You feel what I'm coming from? And you know, Triple H got his favorites. And you know, Triple H, you know, pushes who he loves to push. So you go from where, is the audience of Vince to technically to a certain extent the audience of Triple H? Hello,
1: I'm oh, sorry. I thought you were continuing on. Sorry. Um, yeah, I look it. The product is just um. I, again, the people that like it are not wrestling fans, so
2: it's kind of oh, no, that like, shit.
0: Is, it's, it's it's the match it's, getting better. I'm going to say this. Their matches are getting better, but that ain't what they built their fan base off of. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Oh. It's like, like, even the point, they make it the point to try to do, like, the little the previews to try to hype up how important to the intercontinental title, United States title. It's to say, y'all doing what y'all did to NXT, trying to make the developmental be, like, a third brand win, we see you. We know it's the <laughs> You can't make us look at it different. Well, I never
1: again. I never really. The product was the NXT product in its prime. I'm not gonna lie. I did have the production value of the main roster, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be very honest, and and I'm uh, sure I'll piss off many a WWE fan. You couldn't when Charlotte and Bailey and all those guys were there <laughs> in the heyday of uh, NXT, Raw and SmackDown couldn't hold a candle to it. Uh, and so again, WWE, so wrestling fans are lifetime fans. I don't know how WWE fans navigate and how, you know, whatever, but the ratings, the declining house shows, the fact that you cannot break into foreign markets in a satisfactory way, and so on. The, the, the WWE product is not working because you're trying to you're trying to sell me Christmas presents with a Easter theme, and it's like I don't want. Like, why are you giving? Like, why is all my presents in like a basket? And what what do you mean? I got to fucking look for like you know, and, 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 and like you know candy cane eggs around the fucking house like what is this horse shit i want christmas so people want wrestling and again you want to do the sports entertainment bullshit fine but the product is just not palatable to to the point where um i like i said i refuse to watch raw or smackdown unless i'm being paid something and it's a literal thing where I had to put my foot down. I'm like, I will, I tried to get with the new NXT, which, by the way, whoever put, you literally could not have done a worse job. Like, an actual kid with Down Syndrome, who has the flu, could have done a better job at the, you know, the new version of NXT. And that's not an exaggeration.
0: Um, I'm still sure that they fed Jordan Devlin to Braun Breaker. It it it's just like, <laughs> well, again, it's... It, it it's. They just go ahead and move Bron up. Just go ahead, just get his ass out the damn way because uh, he he's ready for the next stage. He he fit he fits. I I, I mean
1: it's I I don't know. Like again, it's it's I uh, I haven't really seen. Too, I, you know, I haven't seen too much of his stuff because again, it's 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 just it's too much effort to just watch the stuff he's in, and then again, the stuff that they're making him do. The last time I tried to see it, um, you know, because again, this guy's supposed to be a big burly badass, but he's got to put on safety goggles. while he chainsaws a fucking X for some goddamn reason, and you know uh, that's why. Like I said, I you know I'm not watching d- these two shows are so bad and just and not not good television, not entertaining, and sure as shit, not wrestling. Um and I was like, no, I'm 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 and here's the best part. And I'm gonna say this to anybody who's like sitting here getting annoyed with what I'm saying. I am not anybody special. I am nobody in the podcasting world. Uh I have no weight and or leverage to make any demand. But I do have the power to go uh no because it's so bad, it ain't worth doing it for free, uh, um, and you know, yeah. I, I just it's like the product is you have to just redo everything, and you and also you got a bunch of wrestlers now that don't know how to talk because you have bad. That's the other thing. You know who should be getting fired by the fistful, the writers. Yes, the writers, the writers, because you because because not only they're just they're bad writers you know people write scripts that's what acting is I'm writing a script I give it to you Bobby I say this is your part you come to set you're reading the things you know and in a lot of movies they do go word for word and it's believable I believe Bobby mm-hmm. is this character the writing is See, so I, fucking bad that I, I'm gonna
0: nobody... okay then this is me this is me so everybody can understand this I am grandfathered in with it, so people can understand what I mean by that. I have been watching for so long, I'm kind of just, I watch it because I like wrestling. Damn it, I'm the same dude that can sit here and watch AAA wrestling with no English. And probably damn to understand everything they're fucking saying, to a T, to a certain extent. And watch the match with no problem, even New Japan, but I digress. Where I think is wrong with the WWE is that when they sit there and say the best thing going to the WWE is Roman Reigns, that's a problem. Because when you think, when people want to talk about the attitude era, Billy, we always, everyone we'll talk about the attitude era. You had Stone Cold and let's say Vince. You had The Rock versus Triple H. You had The Undertaker versus Kane. You people, you get what I'm saying? All this is these are fused, interchangeable. All these names was interchangeable to the main event. Even you, 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 facts. You know, I ain't say nothing about Shawn Michaels because to just be honest, Shawn Michaels didn't have the greatest of title runs. To be honest with you, but. Any of these names can be interchangeable. So then, when you hear it, when so when you hear people say, "What was the best thing about the Attitude Era?" The best thing about the Attitude Era was the era. It was a lot of wrestlers and a lot of feuds that that made you not want to turn away from Raw at that moment or what have you. You get what I'm saying, you know. Period. It was a lot going on with just. If the best storyline y'all got going is Roman, and that's it, you can't. I can't think of another storyline that stands out. You feel what I'm coming from? I mean, even Mick Foley versus The Rock at the same time. You had Stone Cold and Triple H beefing. You had you had so many top stars that was beefing and intermingling with each other. You know, period. Even though the world title then was a little bit more important. But you had a multitude of feuds. The same thing that we talk about when it came to old school Mid-Atlantic or 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 Mid South or Memphis. You had multiple main event feuds going on at the same time, which in turn made the cards, made the television great. Well, you know, here's here's the
2: funny
1: thing. It's also just The names they come up with, again, the writing is bad. And, yes, I could do a better job. Because here's the funny thing. Just Here's the simple thing. Like, I think you missed a calling, or if it was still applicable, you would be a great wrestling manager. And if I were booking, and I know we're going to talk about this later Mm -hmm. in the show, but, like, if WWE, it's like, oh, you got Bobby over here in the background. It's like, you got these two uh new wrestlers, uh like sick of argument, D Lo Brown has I think it's twin boys and they're a tag team. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to and hypothetically we're gonna say they're like, you know, young and yumbercomers. Young I I basically give the loose direction of you know, make up you're you're basically you are angry and you are black, but you're not angry black, you know what I mean? It's gonna be I want you to be, like, pissed off about something. And essentially, Bobby's going to be your mouthpiece. And Bobby's going to talk about how you got mowed over, how you didn't get your break, how the business, you know, whatever. And basically kind of doing a less annoying Thunderbolt Patterson and that you are not going to allow these guys, you're not going to allow the industry to do it to these boys, and you're going to protect these boys. And, you know, have you go out there with that, like, country, that southern country strong, like, this smash mouth, And again, I would tell the guys like, look, you know, the style you're getting the vibe I'm trying to put out there, go home, make the gear, get the gear, do what you got to do and let Bobby do the talking. And the whole thing was you guys go out there and you fuck people up because and you take and you like, you know, you basically don't ask you like you're going out there and seizing opportunities because you could give the big promo about I had to retire and then, you know, I got to do the, you know, and and so on and so forth because you could talk and to get that across. So that's like mm-hmm. some common sense booking because it's like, oh, from the from conversations mm-hmm. we've had, and then, you know, you see two young guys with a world of potential. And, and again, even though know, it's going to take them a minute to get to their potential, they're not being put on the path. And that could be angering, and that could be frustrating. Just like in porn, you see a guy who's been doing it six months and he's already shooting for browsers, or he's doing this, and yada, yada, yada. And it's it's like, what the fuck? It's like you could do the angry black man without actually doing the angry black man. You can make it that he just, he's black, he just happens to be angry, and you could do a twist on that. And that's the kind of creativity that is not there. And it's something so simple and already, I mean, you tell me, like, would that idea, if I offered you that job or if you saw that on TV, would that capture
0: your character? because because the the reason why, because one, you giving them something to relate to. And two, um, you wanna see you like put it this way, especially if the guy's a minister, you wanna see see them fuck people up. And you got and you wanna see the manager get fucked up because he's an asshole. You feel me? Yeah. So it's kinda like it's it's getting heat. And it's like the guys that they have don't know how to get heat. Is Or it's the storyline they putting them in. You know, like, for example, like, like one of the craziest things was like when they, they're doing the women tag tournament. And they had two of the girls from NXT that posed to been there. Now, what's crazy is both of them didn't make it. The kid and the other one, she got injured. Again. Which was uh, Zoe Stark, so they put Tyson Traction in their place. Now, what's crazy is Tyson Traction, which I'm kind of not mad at it because they were a long-standing tag team champions in NXT. They went over on Natty, and I forgot who the other girl was that Natty was wrestling with. Um, they won their match to move on to the next round, so it's kind of like. Why didn't y'all just put toxic attraction in in the first place? Cause it would have made more sense because uh you had first of all, Zoe starts going for the NXT title. There's no reason for her and the key the lines to even be a tag team. So, common sense, why not toxic attraction? Now, funny it failed that toxic attraction ended up getting in it, but you would have think that you would have had your tag team champions in that spot. Yeah, like, I mean, they do opposite thinking of actual logic thinking.
1: I mean, again, like you said about stuff that's real. I'm sorry, but there's so many things you could do with, with uh, Drew McIntyre. Him walking out with a sword and playing Braveheart. Yeah. It's like, dude, no, that's not a fucking thing. Same thing with Seamus coming out like it's the Newsies, you know, and you got a guy who's like,
0: like like what was there with that damn movie where they where they just took the whole outfit from that Brad Pitt was in what was his uh snatch yeah
1: snatch yeah yeah I, I actually I, I like I said <laughs> when I stare at them I look at like oh um I, I know what they're trying to take it from they're trying to take it from Peaky Blinders but literally they look like the backup dancers from the newsies I'm waiting for Kevin Bale to come out and start singing Oh, read it, read all about it. I'm over here and here's a body sweat. And it's the dumbest fucking thing. You got a guy who had a great gimmick to bruise and weight and was convincing and, you know, didn't really need any, any. Uh, I mean, maybe a change in his gear. He changed his yeah. body. So there's your change for the bruise and weight. You got Seamus, whatever. I never gave two shits about Seamus. And then you got a guy
2: who literally
1: injured one of your biggest stars and then is ju- literally just one big injury after another. So there's nothing... Imp- and what I've seen of him in the ring, it's not impressive. And now you're gonna And to... Be honest, now,
0: now, I also heard a caveat for some of y'all people listening, that the rumor mill is is that Pete Dunne will be coming back no longer Butch. Um, and they're going to bring him back to his NXT glory, which it should have never... Actually, never even understood why they even put him with Seamus because they're all
1: British and you know they're all like, Irish. but
0: Seamus is Irish and Ridge Island and Bruce Wade is British.
1: Well, here's here, here's the here's the funny thing um, I never you see it's funny like with, with uh, John Grisham, same thing with uh Pete Dunne, there's there is a prejudice in society against shorter guys, in everything, okay? There's girls, and I've actually heard intelligent female talent say, and who literally will bitch in one minute about how, like, oh, they won't shoot me because I'm black or because I'm too big or too whatever, and then say, I can't work with this talent or this talent because he's too short. And the thing is, it's like, well, no, it's not about... It's not about the height. It's like, okay, Chris Cardio is an insane talent. Guy is destroying out there. Dallas Strokes, amazing talent. Also, my fellow short brethren. I like to think I'm a pretty decent talent myself. It's how you present a guy who is shorter or maybe not as, like, you know, big. I never thought about Pete Dunn's size until you had him running around like a goddamn extra on a broadway play and yeah
0: because i mean and, cause when
1: Seamus, you think about it and sheamus is by his waist like he's a little kid and he's flailing oh now you made a guy who made the Bruiserweight thing incredible and look like a badass and like a headbreaker now you made him look like a small child that's why like yeah. okay you know like marie daly or, or uh you know Alex I love her. She is a tall woman. She is an Amazon, and we work together very well. And uh, but again, it's it's presented like we're two people. The plot and everything. You know, if she if she was picking me up, or if she was, you know, if you were taking photos in a certain way, then it'd be like, why is Mary yeah? Because, because even when you look at
0: her pictures, you don't think she's that tall.
1: I I saw a picture with her and Dallas Strokes uh Dallas Strokes and Dallas and here's the funny thing guys like like Chris Cardio like myself like Dallas we dress like grown men we yeah. walk around and present like dude I'm a, like I'm a fucking man and when you stand next to somebody like Dawn Marie or Eric Marie Daly you know she it it doesn't really <laughs> stand out that much especially when she's in heels she isn't She's even yeah. taller, it doesn't, but but if she's like just a slight change in the position or a slight, you know, then yeah, now you're kind of making
2: you notice the height, yeah.
1: And I find it hilarious because you know, it's like you know, you're laying down, you know, it's, it's just funny. The weird, the, 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 the I mean, short guy, short guy complex is a real thing and it's and it's unbearable to deal with. Trust me, I even as a short guy, I hate it more than everybody else. But, like, the weird the weird thing that women have with height, and especially girls that are tall, and their, like, weird obsession with it is just as obnoxious and annoying. And I, I get, you can tell me whatever soft story, but it's, it's an absurd. Man, woman, short, tall, it, it is a weird thing to be obsessed with because you have no say in the matter, and it's really all about the presentation. And it's just, you know, because then you're going to get mad if I go, well, you know, your tits aren't that big. I like a nice, that big. That's body shaming. Like, really? Yeah. I can send you. I can send you down the road, and you can come back with the tits I want. You can't. What, am I, what are you going to do? Give me some new shins for Christmas? You know, you're going to get me some extra vertebrae for Christmas? Shut the fuck up. No, I used to have a joke when I did comedy. I used to have a joke. I was on Craigslist years ago years and years ago and literally it was all these we're gonna be polite call them bbw but but bbws usually have a shape and i'm sorry but gravity is not a shape but these women were literally round or the or the or the shape of gravity and they're not the best lookers in the world but i've never been that vain because i'm not the best looker in the world and I, and the joke was, I went through literally fifteen like accounts, and they all basically said the same thing: you have to accept me for who I am, and you have to embrace me for everything, and take me as is. And I'm just whatever. And all this self empowerment bullshit, and you, and and you just this is what it is. And then at the end of every one of those ads, this is not an exaggeration. I think it was like out of seventeen, it was like fifteen. Um, no guys under six foot must be over. Over 5'11, can't be short. And I'm reading it, and at first, I'm trying to be understanding because, again, I don't have small guy syndrome. I give a fuck. Honestly, if you're obsessed with height, I kind of think you're not worth dating because you're kind of an idiot. So I don't care. So I just thought I really could not give a fuck about my height. I could care less, and I could care less about your height. And I'm reading this, but it's like, really, you're going to, I have to, you're going to, really, you're going to. Uh huh. Uh huh. So I'm not joking. And the big punchline of the joke was, and it actually, I actually did it. I yelled it in my apartment and woke my roommate up. I'm like, you know, by the fifth, oh, you have to be over six foot tall. I'm like, bitch, you can lose the weight. You mean to tell me that that I got to accept you for your fucking, you know, oompa looping Jabba ass, but I got, but I need stilts to take your ass to the Olive Garden. Fuck you. Like, like, you were so working that salad bar, bitch. Like, what the fuck? When I had to hire Sherpas to, like, actually find your ass, the, you don't get to judge me because my genetics, you know, are, I, I didn't get, I didn't pull, I got, the big, I got the big dick card and I got the high IQ card. I'm ha- I didn't get the tall card. And you know what? If I had the choice, I'll take the big dick and I'll take the high IQ. I, you know, the height, tall people die sooner than short people. They don't age as well. So there's a fucking bonus. But that was a joke. Oh, oh, I got to accept you for all your fucking, you know, cankle, no-knee-looking-having-ass. But I got to be Cream Abdul, I got to be Will to still Chamberlain to take your ass out to, I'm assuming, an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah, fucking miserable fucking, you know. Yeah, I would. Oh, I would call you trailer god. trash. I would call you trailer trash. But the parents repossessed the the fucking the wheels on your house. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, let's bring you back. <laughs> Look, I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I. I have, I'm just saying. I have proven that I love a big, thick woman. But there's a difference between a beautiful, big, thick woman that can walk with confidence in high heels. And a woman that could literally be the stunt double for the boulder from the temple from the uh, Ark of the Covenant. Yes.
2: Yeah, okay. From, it's, so it's the, like
1: if you could right be a stunt there. double from the boulder of late Raiders of the Lost Ark, you might. I don't know. A carrot.
0: A glass of water. I don't know. So, but with the Bruce away. they're fat. It, it you was right because when you think about it, even when he went against Walter, or as we yeah. now know, him, it was Gunther, um, the height didn't make a difference. You feel what I'm coming from? Because of
1: uh, Dragon Off is smaller than Walter, yeah,
0: yeah, it, it, it like it never really made a a difference. So it's kind of like to me when I think about it. And I look at it, there was nothing, it, of course it was all Vince, they probably looked at him as he was, but yeah, just the way that he was being grabbed and pulled and and stuff like that, to me, it kind of buried him more so than kept him as the badass that he was. Because I'm sorry, he was a bad, he, he's a badass. And I could see him as the Continental Champion. Um, if pushed right, I could see him as the World Champion, depending upon how how he's pushed. You know, but
1: um, go ahead. No, and, and again, he was like a slow, menacing, methodical. I'm going to take you apart at the joints. I could take a, I could take a beating. He's like that, that Johnny Valentine. Like hit me hard. I'm going to hit your back harder. And then now he's running around like a little spastic. And and here's the thing. Sometimes like again with Nero or or uh, Bray Wyatt. You could take a promo or, or gimmick and and make it work. And there's a talent to that, but sometimes there's just nothing you can do. There is no way for you to be this weird, uncontrollable thing that runs around like a, like a kid off its Ritalin being held up by a guy dressed just as ridiculous as you, as your legs kick in the air. There's ser- you know, there's certain things that short guys should never do or smaller guys should never do. One of them is when your feet leave the ground is kick your feet. Do not kick your feet. Do not when you get when you get mad, you don't jump up and down. Cause then you just look like an elf that's being yelled at for being late for work. Like don't there's certain things that a smaller guy should not do or be put in the position to look like. The height is not an issue unless you make it an issue. Your yeah. weight is not an issue unless you
0: make it an issue. Well, well, you Marco Stunt.
1: <laughs> well here's the funny thing, Marco Stud just had no talent and I don't give a fuck who, I'll argue, I'll literally spit Mother Teresa's eye. You know, it the, the, all he was able to do was bounce off of people that literally made it a point to be in the right place at the right time and caught him and let him do his little thing. If you go back and watch any Marco stunt match at AEW, he essentially bounces around and the guys do all the work. Ray Mysterio dressed like a man. He looked like a man and he went out there and he did moves that had purpose. And when he worked with a bigger guy, the style didn't really change. He just did things differently. Why? Because you're wrestling somebody bigger. You can't do this move on Kevin Nash. You got to do
0: this move that you do. And he just- was was like, like, when he went against the Big Show, he outsmarted the Big Show. You get what I'm talking about? It, yeah. it, when he won matches against way bigger guys, it made sense how he won it. It yeah. was it it wasn't that competitive. Trust me, if you watched the match with him a big show, it was that competitive. The big Show threw his ass around. He just was able to outsmart him.
1: Well, I mean, and and the thing with Marco, he had no body. He had basically he was like a little cutesy pretty boy with that big head of hair, and he was like adorable to like the little girls or the women because you know. And he went out there in the tights that didn't fit him right. He went out there in a the baggy t-shirt, waving. Like he's a big goofball doing the stupid little dance that Katy Perry created, and everything, and then get in the ring and essentially bounced off. And at, at you know what? It's, I think all the wrestlers in this day and age are probably very nice guys. I'm not gonna lie. Um, if I got in the ring with Marco, and I'm not, a, I'm five seven barely, and I weigh like a, a buck seventy something. If he tried to do half of that stupid bouncing off shit, I would just snatch his ass and drop him on his head and basically crossface him and stretch him and make him scream because there's nothing formidable about this guy. And it's all it, it clearly it's a circus of a LA lay act. You know, and he never presented himself as a serious thing. As it goes back to he was doing
0: silver leg hipster bullshit. I wasn't going take him a serious show. no way just by the way he looked. I mean, and that's just being honest, because who we, uh, another short wrestler that we're going to get to in a minute, Slim J, uh, which, 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 which we're going to get to who was just on Rampage, he's short. But when you look at him, you can see he'll fuck a motherfucker up for his height. You feel me? I, I, well, look, yeah. Hook is not –
1: I mean, if he's tall, it really doesn't look like he's tall because he's literally so lean. Like, the kid looks like if he farted hard enough, he, his, his feet would leave the ground for a second. But, you know, he knows <laughs> judo and he knows grappling, and that's all about the angles and, and knowing how to use leverage. And he does it so – Smoothly with such like authority that you know it's like, well, I could see Hook fucking up a dude, you know, 200 pounds bigger than him because he can, you know, get that throw in and then when the guys gets yeah. to the tea kettle and choke him out.
0: But, uh, but since we, well, with that being said, uh, we're done with WWE for the most part, cause it really ain't much to necessarily discuss that was going on, I mean, because it really ain't that much good that's going on, to be honest with you. Um, like I said, the only thing I can say, just to leave it on this notes is that their match quality is getting a little bit better. Uh, Storyline-wise, it is what it is. So now, let's move on to what I think we enjoy talking about the most, um, AEW. And people can understand we're not, it ain't that we hate WWE. No, it's WWE just ain't got nothing interesting like it used to. It just, it's, it, I, I, it, I don't care about the Judgment Day, um, you know, I mean, because you practically bury Dominic when you have to be carrying him out. I'm like okay. Not saying that a woman can't whoop a man's ass, but dang the <laughs> point. But now, uh, where you want to start it with AW? You want to start with the 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 the, the 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 new pump pipe bomb?
1: Well, I mean, yeah. Like I, I, I some stuff came recently, and I kind of just really have grown to just like Adam, the Rhinestone Cowboy, and then when I found out that. And I remember watching this. I'm like, how does this guy? How did this guy get? I remember watching the promo that led to the, to this promo, and he tried to go rogue on live TV against CM Punk, and he and again they got. And it's like this guy was so not ready for any of this, and and you're gonna piss off a guy like CM Punk, who could just you know verbally eviscerate somebody, uh, and. I, I think it. I I I I, I, you talk, you, I, would have, I would have had his ass in a sling when he came back. I, I'm I
0: sorry. I, I hate wrestling backstage news because maybe it's kind of like I suspend my disbelief enough to where I don't see the tea leaves sometimes when you come to pro wrestling. <laughs> Because when they broke that down when you that, that exact promo and I said and I thought about it, I said my thought process, remember we talked about it. We talked about it on the show. We was like, we both were saying, was he trying to become a heel in this situation? Because they wanted a heel face dynamic, and they figured it and, because the locker room and and, and it, I didn't think that he was actually being dead serious about. Yeah, this how the locker room feel about you, son of a bitch. And also, <laughs> and,
1: and also the it was apparently about Cole Cabana. Who really? Are you fucking kidding me? You you're gonna be you're gonna pull this unprofessional bullshit. At the level that they're that you're supposedly supposed to be at over cult fucking cabana, and look overall it's we we'll get back to cult the second overall you, you know these guys got to start a company and then they hired all their friends, and a lot of these guys showed that again we do this you know uh uh oh fucking um. We do this Brooklyn, uh, you know, sil- you know, Silver Lake fucking uh, hipster wrestling in you know front of a hundred people, and then they go out there, and I'm sorry, I don't give a rat's ass if you're busy every weekend getting pulled across the country. This is a different arena. Just like if I make it onto the site that I'm going to audition for this weekend, that is going to be awesome, and it's going to help my career, and it's going to be amazing, but if it's it's not Brazzers or Reality King and they and then when I go there I not them I need to evolve and change and depending on the situation fucking quickly and none of these guys did and then they did what all ungrateful entitled uh up your own ass cult of personality douchebags do they blame Tony Khan and granted he probably could have Spoken to them, you know, in person, but at the same time, I'm going to give Tony a pass on this because I would have fired your ass and canceled your contract. He let you sit at home for what, seven months and collect a paycheck just so not, and you got seven months and you had the ability to go wrestle elsewhere. You got seven months of free money. You just didn't get resigned.
0: I don't think it was Colt that the one that complained, I think it was the people in the back. And... Well no, that's
1: the thing. And and look, I like Colt Cabana, but the problem is you made the choice to go with the comedy route and become a comedy wrestler, and it paid off in and you know, it paid off to a degree, but the problem is with the with the, the best friends and orange julius and, and the and the George Gulish gang and all these other fucking comedy acts, if it's gonna be a comedy act, if you're gonna do the stupid shit. You are now officially opening match mid card if you're lucky, and that is where you go. Colt Cabana, I I, at one time I could see him being a world champion or being. Oh, no, at one time he was.
0: It it, to keep it 100 people go back and look at cold as NWA world champion, his promos, the matches with him and Adam Pierce. Well, yeah, um.
1: That wasn't on... He chose... He did that on... You had to be a fan to seek out that shit. He chose to do the comedy thing and, you know, again, 20-plus years in the business. Obviously, the injuries have piled up. He's gained a little weight. He doesn't look as good as he used to. He's not as mobile, but he's still clinging to that comedy thing and you're... And you again, you put him with the saddest collection of jerk-off jobbers and... And basically, one of the biggest problems with AEW and the biggest eaters of time is these collection of jerk offs that apparently, because Brody Lee died, they now get this like life support forever. And he didn't even fit in with them. It actually killed whatever little he had going, they, it, it actually hurt him. So now, and here's the best part people are crying about Coca Banda. The motherfucker didn't get fired, the motherfucker is going back to Ring of Honor. Still collecting a check, by the way, and possibly. But but,
0: but not only that, he, he was not okay, and he wasn't being used before Punk showed up. I, that' what I was about to say. I was about to get that part. He was not even being used. He was not in any title hunt. He didn't have any matches hardly. <laughs> you know, for, did, actually, look... actually, if you want to go there, the Old time we saw was on BTE, and and honestly. <laughs>
1: When when I did see him, it looks like his leg. He looks like Terry Gordy, with his one leg taped up all the way up to the to the fucking to the to the uh, to the ass cheek. And again, he gained a lot of weight.
0: i do not I,
1: I mean, he, look, he reinvented himself when he got that horrible experience with the WWE. And and you know he he was on the ground floor of a lot of shit, and I'm I'm he's made I'm sure money. Like I think he's actually worth a nice little chunk of change. But at the end of the day, it's a comedy thing, and here's the other thing: you you started the movement, but now you're not special anymore. Now there's like a billion comedy wrestlers, and their comedy is not even good. So now you you're no longer special. So what he should have done years ago was go okay. Well, now everybody's a fucking comedy wrestler. Um, I'm now going to become, do, do what Mick Foley did. Go uh, do the anti-hardcore thing and become this amazing heel. Re, reinvent your style to kind of contain within your injuries and do it. Because, you're again, big fucking dude, can wrestle, good-looking guy, charisma, can do a promo, multimedia abilities out the ass. Like, he should have done the anti-comedy thing a long time ago. He could still do it. Maybe Ring of Honor. But also, it's a favor to him that you didn't fire him and he's going to Ring of Honor because him and and Punk had a falling out. And even if they didn't have a falling out and they were still friends, he was going to basically be Punk's Brutus Beefcake if he stayed in AEW. So at least if he goes to Ring of Honor and he does something interesting, he can actually be on his own. If he, if they made up tomorrow again, he's Hulk Hogan. You're a Brutus Beefcake. Do you really want that? Do you really want to be the Brutus Beefcake of the new millennium?
0: So true. So, so with that, of course, he it just is. So I, basically, Punk just gave Dude a receipt. That's basically what he did. He gave him a receipt for what he did, and. Uh, and that's why he said coward because he was like, motherfucker, you did – when you did what you did, I was in the rookie, So, <laughs> which – I wouldn't – did Punk really think that that motherfucker was going to come out? He's – no.
1: Not well, even – I think he was betting on it, because I mean, honestly, even if he was there, I don't – he's not a cowboy. He's not a tough guy. I don't think he – I think he would
0: have – he wouldn't he, have he, came out because he – Tony probably would have looked at him like, don't you dare. And Punk would have whooped his ass. I mean, Punk, you know,
1: Punk. Punk, This ain't the Punk from uh, 2002. This Punk, you know, can fight now. Um, He would have tied him up in a knot and made him lick his own asshole.
0: So, but but here's the question though: that, that why are they having this match with him and Moxley? Which I did like to pull apart. Oh. I,
1: I thought Moxley looked absolutely ridiculous. That little kid where you would like be excited and you run up to a wall and kick you like jump on it with one foot and kick yourself off, you know, like you did that with the turnbuckle. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And the, the I don't know whose fault it was, but when they started trading punches, I was like, This <laughs> yeah. looks really bad and fake and and it just I don't know what they're trying to achieve because the, the booking has become so disjointed and nonsensical in AEW. It, I don't know like everybody's hoping it's going to be an MJF uh, match but it's like all right well um okay so if the match is actually going to happen and Punk is clearly going to win now you have
0: for but, but, years though why not at the big pay-per-view, why on TV? Why are we giving this away? Because because to me it's like wouldn't you want to build this kind of for a week or two? Uh, I mean, because, okay, good or bad, is different. Mox is a good talker. Okay? Um, just to hear them two go back and forth, um, even have a situation where Mox can sit here and say, you know something, I don't think you 100%, so this we're going to do, Champ. Why don't I pick you opponent? You pick me opponent. We have matches tonight. Shit they used to do back in the day. You feel what I'm coming from? You know, period. Um, you know the 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 hype around it. It's kind of like y'all doing it. It's like you hot shot next week. So as you go, go ahead.
1: No, no. It's just again. It it. I think people think um, MJF match is going to happen, and, and if it does, like if he beats Moxley, okay. So when exactly is the date of the All Out pay per view? Because let me see, was
0: it? Hold on, let me see real quick. Thank you, John.
1: Um, but it's like you're really not giving yourself much time to hype the match if that's what you're trying to do. And again, he's been gone and quiet for so long it's kind of lost its momentum, but like Tony's booking is just completely, it's just, it's becoming so apparent that like there's, there's people getting TV time that should not. And you could be using that TV time to be using the same guys. Like where's Eddie Kingston been? Where is, you know, you know, I mean, like, Miro has barely done anything. It's a feud where nobody touches each other. Um, why again am I still seeing uh the fucking, you know, the, the George Goulas gang and and um the weird the weird thing going on with the with the guns and and the acclaimed and the back and forth which just screams so which screams like oh there's gonna be another swerve. The whole thing with the first of all the trios tournament, I mean, dumbest. First of all, those belts are fucking dumb, and all they're going to be is a little ego thing for the for the elite. But it's like the the okay, I, 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 is, it, It's. I think I
0: it's mean, September fifth or September the third and Sunday, not the fourth and Sunday. I got the. So wait, the fifth sure, of but, September. Yeah.
1: So I either either. Either the match is not going to happen, something's going to happen, and then it'll be on the pay-per-view, or they're really fucking stupid in that they're going to give away a match on top of trying to... Whatever opponent they're going to think they're going to give Punk, you've got no time to really hype it. Um, I don't know. That's and, 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 and and here's so the thing.
0: You, Okay, then. Would you do the Broadway? Because and if they did the Broadway... Well, Moxley can't do a one hour Broadway. Anybody can do it if, if, if they somehow end up doing it. Unless it like put this way. Yeah,
1: okay, well, then th- th- I can take a shit on live TV on a glass table. Do you want to see it?
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think what the longest Moxley didn't win in a match.
2: I
1: mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's not, you know. And again, um, uh, you had somebody like Danielson got a one hour, and it was all Danielson. They got that one hour match out of the Rhinestone Cowboy. I don't know if, I don't know if, if if because his style. Plus, again, with the obsession with the fucking bleeding, you know, just I, I again, the perfect example of what the fuck is going on with this booking. The the unmasking and the jumping of Dragon Lee. Because when they were doing the handshaking thing in the beginning of the match, I was like, okay, this is going to be weirdly... lead to something. Now, you and I know who Dragon Lee is.
2: Clearly, yeah. he's
1: bulked up a lot because he's doing the thing... Oh, I'm going to start out as a cruiserweight, so now I'm going to put on X amount of pounds, 100 pounds of steroid muscle so I can be a heavyweight. And, okay, so his brother who just got there and has made no impact with Andrade who's been there forever has got no impact. Um, and now a guy who just got there, who you have to be a real fan fan to know who the fuck the guy is also just got there, has no time to ingratiate it. And again, even if you know who he is, I've never seen or heard anything about the guy to like really inspire the people. He got jumped by his brother and Andrade after forming this group of all of 10 minutes, and then they took off his mask, and it's like, okay, is this like an attempt to make me give a fuck about Dragon Lee? Because you do realize <clears throat> I actually had to give a fuck about the guy in order for this to actually... Well,
0: that, it, it, even more so this, right? Dragon Lee and him had a match. Yeah. I think, during the pay-per-view.
1: Yeah. And, and, and my thought was... I couldn't tell you. I, couldn't, I, I don't remember who won it. I couldn't tell you. you know that, That's how memorable that match was.
0: In, in, in which I'm not surprised because Rush is...
1: Well, you know, uh, he's got to get that winner's purse. That neck beard uh, lotion that he uses ain't cheap. I mean, he's got to buy it by the crate. I mean, I, have ne- I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I would actually tell him to shave off that neck beard, but I really don't want to see what's underneath when what he's trying to cover. Like, this guy's got a face for fucking telegrams.
0: Not even radio. <laughs> but but no, but uh, this like was trying that to say. and and then for them to, to turn on which I wouldn't have had it. I don't think they should have happened in the match in the first place because they went against each other in a match. So it's it. Uh, I don't. Uh, but. Like I said, just the book is just, just crazy because cause I'm curious to see what they're going to do now depending upon what happens with the match Wednesday. So, which is interesting that you brought up the trio's title because the return of Kenny omega and, um, uh, um, he, did, he did not look ready. Oh, God, it was... He did okay, not look- when when, when they sit here, you hear people say him looking real rusty or what have you was him kind of you know selling a little bit more. Okay, look, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna let you speak. Hold on. Let, let me just say that I get this on my chest. I love AEW. I do love WWE. I love all professional wrestling. But, I, but my mama always told me, love is blind, but it shouldn't make you be a fool. And I ain't a fool. That motherfucker is two to three months off from coming back. He should have waited. I get that they wanted to push this uh, Trios Championship because one, probably storyline why they're trying to keep the Young Bucks and the FTR match away from each other because I got a feeling they want that to be a main event or something with Double or Nothing, especially now they're talking about doing two nights with the shit. Okay. Um, and to, to, I guess, to establish the six-man tag. I-
1: the six-man tag title is a dumb fucking mistake, and you'll never convince me otherwise. It's the Road Warriors and Dusty Rhodes in the South, in their prime. Couldn't make it cool. Guess what? It's not going to be fucking cool. Uh, the, it's an ego trip for the for the Bucks and, and Omega, so they can have a belt. I think Omega's mm-hmm. rushing back uh, uh, because, you know,
0: Daniel's... I, mean, I, mean, I mean, think it's more... In my opinion, I think it's more Tony. Because... One that already he already had in mind. The one thing that I know is with Tony. Tony, when he had something in his mind of what succession supposed to be, when he wanted to be the first champs or what have you, he sticks with it. I give him that. When they first he first thought of the uh, Trio's titles. It was in mind of the Young Bucks and Omega because of the Bullet Club shit, the Elite shit, the whole nine, because they're a three-man team in all 10 purposes, you know, period. So to me, I think he had that in mind to begin with because it probably, and understand he had the design for the belts even when A.W. was being formed. So there was belts that he was planning to unveil at some point. So to me, I think he probably rushed Omega to bring his ass back so that he can unveil these belts. And Omega is nowhere close to being fucking ready. Now, that, even to the point that he might need to adjust how he him moving forward.
1: Well, I mean, he he came out in like a compression shirt, which really doesn't. People talk about, oh, it's... You know, I'm like, look, I wear them. I have compression sleeves. I have compression stuff for my shins. I have the, the, the tops and everything and, like, special workout underwear, all the stuff. And it, and it, you know, it's meant to do something, but it's more like, oh, get your butt going or whatever the fuck the science is. Not when you have major injuries. When it came out with the little shoulder thing, I was like, okay, that right there... That right there, you should not be coming back. And uh, and also, if you were going to, I don't know what he looked like. He looked like he shit body wise when he had to take a break, which is not his fault. I I seen some of the stuff he was doing right before he had to like take time off, and he, I was genuinely I'm not giving him shit or making fun of him. I was like, dude, like what is like? it, 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 It feels like there's something wrong with his back or something. Like he can't move. He has no mobility. He looks like he's putting on weight because Kenny was always ripped. It's like, dude, come out with the dude, shirt on. Dazzle that shoulder pad because people would believe you would wear that and try to hide it or something. When he came out with the shirt on and the shoulder pad, I'm like, you, you're fucking Tennessee two stepping ass does not need to be
0: getting in the ring. No, I, okay, this is how I looked at it, right? Even He came back because he worried about his spot. Or like I said, Tony, because even to the point of the normal shit that he normally he wasn't doing with Christmas. Now, it's a difference between people do not understand it's a difference between I'm going through rehab versus I am in pro wrestling shape. He just came from rehab he is nowhere even close to the shape that he was as a wrestler or the cardio or all that you're supposed to be when you go into that ring. I mean, he took bumps, okay, granted, yeah. But do I think that he was in wrestling shape? No, they're just like, you know, you have athletes that have been in off-season and they've been off season, they really ain't worked out now time for game time. They got to be in game shape. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, he was not in game shape. He was just he was just a dude that just came out of rehab that said, fuck it, let me get in the ring. And this shit didn't look crispy, didn't look good. Um to me, he actually hurt the match more than made it didn't help it because for the raps that they had in the ring, it was going to be a probably decent a decent match because of the fact that you had Young but Rouge. I've seen what Dragon Lee can do. You know, and our This is more along the lines of what Dry Day is good at. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm just like man, they did. And, and they went over. <laughs> Which I wasn't surprised about that, but and Don Callis is back, which okay is Kenny a heel or he a heel face? Where?
1: I'm amazed, I was thinking about it. I'm amazed this fucking guy has been in wrestling as long as he has. I've never seen him do anything good. Um, what is it? The fact that he was Jericho's friend? Like this guy just will not go away. And I just and and again, he's a terrible heel manager. Like I, I mean, just like I don't know him with with heel Kenny Omega. I'm like, you guys are just you're literally he's, trying trying to be heels. You're just kind of you, you. might must well just get mustaches and twirl them and tie your opponents to the train racks Like,
2: <laughs>
0: you know, it's like they're trying to make the young bucks. Hey, to be honest with you, the young bucks should never be faced. They should never be a face, ever. I think they, they thrive better as heels than they do faces. Because, okay, when people talk about, you know, the Rock and Roll Express, you couldn't boo the Rock and Roll Express because the Rock and Roll Express, when you look at them, you sympathize with them anyway. You feel me? You didn't want to push Ricky Morton. You want to have a drink with Ricky Morton. With the young bucks, you want to punch him in the face when you see him. So to me, it, it, it's kind of like it, it and and same thing with Kenny Omega. I don't see Kenny Omega should ever be a fucking face. I'm sorry. He's not he's not a face. He's not a he's not a good guy. You feel what I'm coming from? Just by the way that he by the way he's polarizing and, and, and the shit that he do. You feel what I'm coming from? You know, period. So it's... Um... But... But but back to the, the match at hand, though. It, like I said, just with Kenny, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to end up winning the, the trio's title. Um... I'm curious to see who else is going to be in this tournament. I hope that the House of Black be in it. Um... I I saw the best friends with Orange Cassidy, their match with... Uh, oh, that
1: was a piece of shit. I mean, again, you want to talk about booking... You, hold you, on,
0: a second. Hold on. Before you trash this match, let's just make this clear. You have to admit, Slim J showed his ass in this match, though. Which one is Slim J? Slim J, the one that, that, that looked like... The, he was the one that looked like the... uh. The slim, shady looking wrestler. What, you thought he looked terrible? Or you thought he looked good? No, he looked good. Slim J, no, s- straight up. I've been screaming about Slim J for years. The dude's a beast. Very good wrestler.
1: Well, you know? like the, again, you put him. But go ahead. No, the gimmick, you got it. Like, you just popped him and the, the other one just popped up on TV one day. Like, I'm supposed to know who these people are. I do who one of them is. And then again, you. There's a difference between being a stooge and just being like, who's this, who this jerk off? And um, here's the thing. You had three comedy acts. You had one guy who looks like a bobblehead doll. You had a fucking modern day bushwhacker uh, in, a, in a Canadian tuxedo. And then you had Jiggle McMahon tits uh, with, with his little girdle. And they laid this fucking guy out while they beat one of his minions. And this guy is supposed to be the new, all-consuming monster that you were lucky enough to scoop up after the WWE. Who, by the way, dressed him up like he was a waiter late for his shift at the Olive Garden. It's like, well, I don't... Okay, so I wasn't impressed with the big guy yet so far, but now I don't want to fucking see him. Because a head, a pair of tits, and a jerk-off at sweatpants... Beat him! Not only beat him up, but like threw him into the crowd and left him laying. Okay, so uh, so basically all I need is a pair of tits and stupid looking sweatpants. I already got the big head, so I could take this guy. Like you, you, the Bushwhackers never fucking got one over on Demolition. Not really ever. Like, why are you having? They should have went in there. At least him. He should have went in there. And fucking laid waste to all of them, and want, they should have won the match. But no, like, the mascots and, you know, whatever, these, these fucking trio of idiots are now going to go to the next round of this fucking completely pointless tournament. Meanwhile, you beat you beat Rush. I'm not saying Rouge. You beat, or I'm going to call him Rouge, uh... Mm-hmm. Just to be oh, you're
0: talking about the Lado Parker. <laughs>
1: you, you, you you beat the three luchador team and then did some stupid angle that no one in their grandmother would care about. It's like this kind of fucking shit. It just doesn't make sense. This guy is supposed to be a monster. You mean to tell me that this fucking jerk off Who's too lazy to wear real jeans anymore? Knocked him out with the help of two bumbling. Why? In Why script? did
0: Tony has to put everybody in a clip? Because this this is what puzzles me on that. Okay. You have Bardo, okay? one once again. Huh? There's no explanation to why they are a clique. They just showed up as a clique. The only person and we still don't have an explanation of why Sonny turned heel to join them. You get what I'm coming from? So it's kind of like Either and I don't and I haven't watched Elevation nor Dark in a minute, so I can tell you no today.
1: The, <laughs> even again, I subscribe to the channels. They don't pop up on um, and I watch rest but they don't pop up. And then uh, or and you know what? I was watching the show the other day and I noticed a scroll at the bottom of the thing, and that's when yeah. you're announcing the winners and losers. It's like, oh. You're just going to have that scroll there when you're, you know, it's,
0: it's just no dumb. They don't even highlight, like, they don't even show highlights of what actually happened. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, what actually happened on Elevate? Yeah, we had this match on Elevation, such and such. Or, or if they do that, it's to explain why this person is now on Dynamite having a match Rampage.
1: And and here's the other thing uh, that's coming noticeable and noticeable and noticeable. And I I've, and I've recently had some work done on my ears to, to great pain, and I could hear a lot better than I used to. Um, this mixing on that show, it's <clears throat> fucking annoying. The only one that actually comes out loud enough to hear is Excalibur, who I'm sorry, I I was really rooting for, but this dude is fucking terrible. I can't hear Taz. I can barely hear Jr. It takes me half the batch to realize that Regal is on commentary. Even Jericho with his horrible commentary. What is with the fucking mixing? You're going to have 87 guys on commentary, but I can't hear any of them. It's like I don't understand what the fuck. And here's the other thing. Uh, Excalibur has gotten so goddamn ridiculous and so – like, what are you yelling about? He's trying to be the Japanese announcer, but it doesn't come off as well because it, it doesn't work. Chick, did you see the one where he's trying to promote that dragon show? And and, yeah. and literally Taz's his eyebrows raised up and JR just looked at the camera and, like, raised his arms. Like, yeah. And then they cut him off, but he was, a, like, in the middle of saying, like, boy, you're on some caffeine. Like, they're even... The guys are even openly making fun of Excalibur on the TV show... Because he's over the top, over nothing, and he again he is best friend. And you know, look, uh, they got him the job, and you I guess you should be loyal. But clearly, a bias in some of his commentary. I'm sorry, the Young Bucks are not the greatest tag team in the world uh, at all. I mean, like I'd be they're barely making the top five, and just, the commentary is just like the mixing and the why the fuck are you doing this and the logic, and it just. You know it's just there's so much weird shit going on and it's like what and then one minute one minute uh Tony Kingston's running all over creation causing chaos and then you haven't heard from him uh you know and then it, it, there's the show needs to be tightened up if you're not gonna let people do promos then, then get rid of the promos
0: you know because it, even to the point, like I said before like okay, that like what happened with the ass boys and um
1: that whole,
0: I don't know what the fuck. The hey, left- okay, it's kind of like the brother shit, right? I, unless you really... Okay, to me, in modern times, for me to remember, brothers breaking up fighting was the Hardy Boys. And even with the Hardys with their match, it was it was done good enough to where it elevated the whole purpose was to elevate Matt. You get what I'm saying? To elevate Matt for the most part. And they pulled it off to where it was believable but not too unbelievable that they wouldn't make up one day. You feel what I'm coming from? It's like with this shit here, it's like Okay, you beat up your dad just to tell him that y'all going with Stokey Hathaway?
1: And like the girl that's running around going, "I'm going to choke you out! I'm going to choke you out! I'm going to!" It's like I don't know, just the stuff he's doing, and the whole thing with Cargill and her little band of baddies. And this, oh, okay, so Athena comes out with her weird, very cheap wings, and she comes out with the wings open. This is how like disjointed, and this is how like. This, I, I, they're, they're allowed to do stuff too freely and they're doing, there's no one pulling them aside going no 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 details they don't she came safe. out with the wings out and then lowered them and I'm like okay so no one pulled this woman aside and went hey leave them down when you get to the, the spot where you're supposed to stand center camera then you let this unimpressive oh. backpack that you're wearing spread out and then she takes them off it's like literally the most janky k- Kmart put on layway thing I've seen. down has the match. She has a lot more personality than she did when she was in NXT. So then she gets jumped, and then they're going to take a sledgehammer to these wings that look like they took about 50 bucks to make and that you could just go to the store and buy a new set of wings. But she's like, no... Not my, like, really not your, not your uh, tinfoil wings that you don't even so know how to I did, it, did,
2: did, like, did.
1: Also, ladies, and I understand the double, the, you know, the double standard society and everything, but unless you can move like a big ass drag queen in heels, if you're going to do a run in or go into an in ring and do a beating, wear sensible shoes.
0: Oh, 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 oh. here's a thought. If you're going to walk in, take the shoes off. When you yeah. before you get into the ring. You know what I'm saying? You know, period, you be like, yeah, I'm about to really fuck her ass up. And it, too, like I said, if she were going to do the sledgehammer, right, that's fine. You could have watched the ring and the sledgehammer. You didn't need to smash the wings. Because it didn't make a difference. Because it just didn't. It, it didn't. It, I don't know what effect you were trying to get. You, you, you missed it. You know, and, and, then, and then it hit with the sledgehammer. Oh, God. It, it,
1: uh. Oh, and, and then the little manager guy grabbing the belt and, like, clutching it like he's, you know, just like he's an evil villain in a comic book. It's like this is all – okay, so if I – if you got in my face and you were getting in my business and, and fucking up my chances of getting a title shot and everything else, I would, you know, basically like something, you know, these, 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 this, this, this. This is not how normal people talk. Like, I would say something like, you know, if you want to be my, like, you need to understand something. I don't have enemies, and the reason why I don't have enemies is because I do not tolerate their heartbeat. All right, your heart. Every time your heart beats, it's an insult to me, and it's an insult to everything I stand for. So therefore, I can't have it. So if you want to. Be with, you want to get in my business, you want to get in my way, then you're going to be gone. There's not going to be a you. That is it. There is no long promos, and I'm not going to do smart, mark shit with you, and I'm not going to do cute moves. I came here to be the AW World Heavyweight fucking champion, and if you're going to stand in the way of that, if you think you're going to get cute and come in this ring and, and do your little bullshit with me, it's not going to happen. There will be no more you because I will not tolerate your heartbeat. And just know this this is not a game. I will hurt you and I will put you down. And I don't care if your daughter's in the crowd. I don't care if your wife is at home crying. You will not be because I will not tolerate it. That is a promo. That is something. Somebody yeah, actually,
0: that's a, a good promo, actually. <laughs> that was a good promo.
1: But that's that's but that's again, and you could use polish, and you could work on it in the mirror. But like that is something who is a very aggressive, angry person who has a violent nature, going into a competitive situation, trying to get the world title. If you were getting in my way, I would look you dead in the eye and go, "This is I don't have enemies. I had I I will not." Call it, your,
0: your heart actually, actually, it truth, is- truth, be told, that would be a promo that I would give to Jay. Jay Carmel, because that's a heelish type promo.
1: Yeah, no. That's the thing. I would be a heel because that's what I, you know, again, yeah. I think I would be a very good heel, but I would be kind of like an Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, um, kind of menacing heel. I wouldn't, you know. Until and you
0: would have used it you, you would have hit the, the you would've hit the good guy with the damn sand chamber way better than what the fuck she hit me no, with. That's the
1: other thing. Like, okay, that's if not believable. I would've the steel chair the shovel like bring it like there would be a shovel of some sort in the back there would, you know um and that's the thing like
0: okay she didn't but to me the way they built it she didn't need no weapon all she to do was just motherfucking going there with her bare feet give her a boot and then give her that that and that's the other thing or sorry or give her a finish maneuver or give her her finish maneuver twice you feel me or even to the point like you do it twice then you'd be like nah Nah, 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 bitch. You're still breathing. Give me that chair. And then you do it on top of the chair. You feel what I'm saying? It's like, she's supposed to be a... Even though she's a gorgeous, sexy sister, let's just make that clear. I would do so many things to Jay Cargo. I don't give a fuck what y'all think. She's sexy. Anyway, the point being is, you're supposed to make her this dominant force. So it's kind of like you, her using the sledgehammer waters her down. You get what I'm coming from. You know, it's 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 a little nuance that it could do with Jay Cargo that could make her like that. That could make her a great heel, but at the same token, hide some of her imperfections when it, when it comes to being a wrestler. You feel what I'm coming from? Because it's to the point that. We knew that, people knew that Goldberg wasn't the greatest, but because the way Goldberg was, his persona, we didn't care. Which, <laughs> you feel where I'm coming from? Yeah. It, it's like, they let me know that they're not doing a great job of really showing her what she could do. Because like I said, to me, it's like, she shouldn't even got in the ring with the, with, with the heels on. It's kind of like, no, nah, you, you, it. What you gonna do with the eels? One, you ain't gonna stir yourself good enough to even hit the motherfucker with the sledgehammer to make it look realistic, or to where it 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 you're doing maximum damage, even though you're not doing maximum damage, but it looks like you're doing maximum damage. I mean, I used to think about how tribulation to hit people with the with the sledgehammer. The sledgehammer. the
1: sledgehammer. the sledgehammer is always a stupid thing, like the shovel, something more believable. Uh, yeah. T- The cane has been done to death. Um, It's just, and here's the other thing it is just from an aesthetic point of view to looking like a badass. When women wear the leggings with high heels, there's a certain posture that women take, and there's a certain way the legs bend, and there's a certain way of walking when you're wearing the super tight uh, legging tight pants with the like ridiculously high heel shoes. And and it's not. I'm not saying it's an unattractive thing, but it's it's literally it's not conducive to moving fast or walking with authority or going into a ring to fuck somebody up. I don't give a shit. You could take Ronda Rousey, put her in a pair of like leather, skin tight, fucking capri pants, leg, leggings, and give her some like fuck me, fuck me heels with double the fuck me, and have her walk out there. And this is a woman that could kick both of our asses without getting drunk, half asleep sitting in a chair could kick your ass and my ass at the same time with weapons and then she would walk to the ring and try to get in the ring and that at get up she looked like a fucking horse's ass it, again you has got to think before you do shit and nobody because they all just i'm doing my thing and i'm over here and it's like no it's got to make sense like you talked about being taken out of it it's like i don't mm-hmm. want to know darby got you the job i don't want to know you know there's certain. Yeah. But, but at the same time, if there's actual genuine tension, because you're dealing with egos, where here comes Punk, and he's made a noticeable difference, and uh, obviously has control over his character and knows how to stay special on a star, and you have these guys who, you know, started the company, which is to their credit, mm-hmm. but obviously have not had the impact that they thought. they Like, you know, again, you, you took your little club out in Pasadena, and you, you threw it into the big leagues. And it's not hitting as well. You know what? You're all supposed to be adults. You're all getting paid more than enough to take a couple of cheap shots. It's legitimate. It's a real thing. Like, I like the idea that him and and Adam Page have a real problem. And I like the idea that him and Moxley have a real issue. And it's all about ego. Go out there and say some shit. And again, hit each other hard in safe places and protect each other. But I want to see it. I would love to see Adam Page come out there with his little band of fucking you know pinheads and just do, 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 you know and with his little pouty face and his little fucking wild buckaroo prius and his in his goddamn rhinestone bedazzled g- mom jeans and go out there and be like you know you're mean you know and it, it was like dude go home get a perm shut the fuck up stay off my tv like this dude i really just should he needs to go away for like a while and he never should have been the world champ. That that
0: I mean just, every
1: time every time he
0: comes down, they just... I'm, I am still I'm I'm still an Adam Page fan. I mean I, I understand your pain, man. I get it. Well I'm gonna say this fight you, ever... you 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 tried to oh let me get this out. You you I get it. You was the man in Ring of Honor. You was the man in, Was he though? In, in, he was the man in, in... No, he was not the man in Ring of Honor by no means. <laughs> they, they wouldn't even put the television title on him. they just keep it <laughs> I'm just being honest. Well, yeah, because
1: that's <laughs> the thing. The guy really wasn't setting the wrestling world on fire. And when he talks about, I helped start the revolution, I'm like, no, 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 you no, know, uh, no.
0: It, it was the boss. They, they just liked you. It they was just the liked you a lot. It was, it was, it,
1: was just, it was Omega it was the Bucks. it was Cody, it was Cody. and then Jericho <laughs> kind of came in to give that first star power.
2: Just...
1: And then immediately... Actually,
0: actually if you want to go there, wait a second, wait a second, if you really want to go there, you can also throw in there, got that Marty Scroll, because Marty Scroll was way more relevant than Adam Page. Yeah, the Marty... Marty they that day, what, the New Japan Dream Heavyweight title for a second? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they didn't even win and never wait... He, he never waited the way in shit
1: <laughs> so i mean it's uh oh it, uh, actually Jim Cornette and uh to talk about being again talk about the whole show and the booking and everything being disjointed like okay they turned the the um the the undisputed era turned on the bucks and all that where are and they you now? ain't
0: seen them you, you ain't know? seen them but but here's well here. I think okay. I think because two of them is hurt anyway. But the, the point being is, okay, if you, oh, okay, maybe I'm just thinking Monday Night quarterback or have a, you know, or or couch quarterback whatever, couch coach. If you knew they were hurt, why not have the betrayal happen down the line when you can continue to have the feud because. It, I'm, if I'm correct, ain't the undisputed in the tournament, too? I, I don't know. I mean,
1: this, again, this tournament's such a fucking masturbatory joke. Um, what do you call it? Uh, and here's the other thing. Okay, so again, this goes back to one of the things. You're wasting time that you could be using to further these, these storylines or these issues. Again, do not give the George Goulas gang like time on television, either in an interview in the back or in the ring when they could sit there and clearly, again, a love letter to Brody Lee with his kid out there, which is very sweet, but it's a wrestling show and it's not, it does not fit that great. That television time could have been used to, okay, we're going to either have a match that will kind of help move along the issue that happened last week, or we can allow for an interview that will actually generate. Cause here's the thing. The Dark Order will never, ever, 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 ever fucking ever. Even if Brody Lee rises from the dead with the ability of Lou says, will never draw a goddamn nickel. So why have same thing with the best friends and like some of these other like some of these other wrestlers that they have come out and then they're like, this is eating up time. Like where's where's Kingston? Where's the um, the undisputed era? Where where's fucking uh Miro? What what's going on with Darby now and, and, and like you know, all this other shit? It's like you're using all this extra time for miscellaneous shit that has nothing to do with anything It doesn't contribute to anything.
0: It's like you trying to fit a you trying to fit a three book stories into one book. Hello?
2: Hello? 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 I'm like, oh, that's right. I
1: haven't seen this person in forever. Again, the Miro, the Miro, Alistair Blackfeud makes no sense. And you two idiots just lost a a title shot. And the guy with the belt is walking around, and you guys seem to forget the fact that neither one of you has the belt. So, and and also, you've never touched the House of Black attacks everybody, but apparently, Nero, it's like, ew, you know, he's like,
0: yeah. It's, it's, once again, like I said, it's kind of like the story. Okay. The way they posed me with WWE posed me about the storyline, less about the wrestling. AW is more about, I guess, the matches than they are the storylines. All right, well then, but if you're
1: going to do that, then you have to have the matches, because I'm sorry, um, a lot of the matches they have, uh, no. And even then, you still have to make me give a fuck about the people in the match Like again I know who Dragon Lee is You, just, It's lazy to like Dragon Lee I'm like he's um, Bob Lee. Ross mm-hmm. Are we just saying names back and forth Bob Ross Your turn Like who give the fuck And he's also the least interesting looking luchador I've seen in I don't know how many years um, So yeah What Okay
0: We're well, 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 speaking about this then Hello Yeah Okay, okay. Then we're gonna end this, end this segment on this note then. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Garcia. Now, I've been hearing a lot of people okay, this is just me, personally. I like Daniel Garcia. I think he got great potential. Um, great wrestling ability. He's a great grappler along the lines of a of a uh, a um, Daniel Bryant. I thought the match was a damn good match myself, you know, period. Um, Even like the fact that he had, we had a little face turn by him or what have you. Um, But it's just like, people just drag that young boy. It's kind of like, okay, which goes back to booking. Booking wise, I would have never had him with the the Jericho uh, Appreciation Society to begin with anyway. Because he don't fit it, his raster style don't fit it. His pro, his promo style don't fit it. He don't fit. So it, 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 to me, he would have been put it this way. I would feel Yuma Yuta for that role than Daniel Garcia. You feel what I'm saying? Uh huh. Because Yuta fits the look of a sports entertainer, what you might say. You feel what I'm coming from? Even to his wrestling style. He, he's not, to me, I was even surprised he even won the pure title. I would have never seen Daniel Garcia with it. You feel what I'm coming from? But it's kind of crazy how when we talk about Uda, no one never admits, does Uda really fit the Blackpool Fight Club? I, I mean, guess Zorro, it's, but... What- well, he,
1: but on that same argument, I don't think Moxley fits really. I think he I think I think Yuta fits better than Moxley. <laughs>
0: Moxley. Okay, I tell you. Uh, okay, this is how I look. If Moxley went back to like wearing the raster tights when he first started, like when he was doing in Japan, I could see him a part of it. But yeah, he, the way he dressed now is kind of like but even his in ring
1: style, like he's not really doing like the, the, the that kind of like catch mm-hmm. wrestling smash grind, you know, like Danielson does it, uh, Cesaro, Yuta. I mean, but like Moxley just has that bulldog joke with, but it's, and again, now his gimmick has becomes he bleeds every match and, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't fit. Um, but, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, as far as Daniel Garcia, see, here's the problem. Yeah, it was a good match. And then Brain I, I would switch up his gear a little bit. But the only way I could describe it, have you ever you – do you eat wheat since?
0: No, I don't. But I know what you're talking about.
1: But you know, like crackers. You eat like a cracker. So you take a box of crackers and you leave – you accidentally leave the box crackers open – overnight and you go the next day to grab a cracker and you go to bite into it and it's the it's a weird version of stale where it's not harder it's just like now soft It's you, you know. just gotta bite into it and it's like uh and that's kind of like the guy should not be allowed to speak every time like when i look at him i can't not hear my head oh don't worry i'll handle it i'm a sports entertainer i'm like dude uh, but see but see,
0: also I think it, it's the promos that he was doing with them that also hurt him because it, the, the reason why I'm saying this is because once again he doesn't fit the JSA the JAS so the promo that he was doing was to fit the JAS to me his promos should be I'm the best wrestler the best grappler it, it like the shit that John Grisham was trying to pull off. That would should be his level. You get what I'm saying? Or I would see him have somewhat of a promo style like that of an of an Ollie Anderson. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, I the thing is, I'm uh... sorry. I was a lot of shit from Ollie Anderson. If I was a fucking this day and age, I'm sorry. Even even when he talks, when he do the little hot when he talks. <laughs> I, I, we only we points it when he talks. <laughs> I, I just I, everybody in the, in the in the
1: Jericho Society 2.0. One dude, I am not lying. I will say this for Garcia, he's not forgettable. He just should not be allowed to do a promo, and, yeah. you need, and he needs better booking because he is he is very bland. He, he should never say sports or entertainment ever again on live TV. Uh, he really needs to go to a go to a promo class 2.0. The one guy, this is not an exaggeration. I forget he exists if he's not on camera. I forget he exists. And the other one, he literally pumpkinhead. He literally looks like a man who who had one of those expanding butt plugs to put um, up his ass. And as he's speaking, somebody with a little remote control is fucking with him and pushing it to, like... Like, he's getting that look on his face, like, that's too that's too large. That's too large, man. That's too large. That's not cool. That's too large. Because he's got this big pumpkin head, literally orange pumpkin head, with the weird eyes popping out. Like the bug plug is being pushed to its max. And he's always chewing on gum, like he has really good coke and he's not sharing. And these two... <laughs> These two, I'm telling you, he is a coked up buck in. You're going too big with it, pumpkin headed, fucking. Hey, that's my
0: friend. He's, he's, he's afraid. He's my favorite one out there. Out there I, you know, too. I, I,
1: I kind of watch him, but like in a weird way. Like he's like a walking gif. He just. Yeah, walk. it's
0: kind of like you watch but, him because he's kind of like. I don't want like... him to
1: speak. I don't want him to wrestle. I just want to sit there and I want to, I, like. I want to take bets on when the pug is just going to force itself out. You know it's gonna to get too big and just you know pop out, but the other guy is forgettable as shit. and uh, the other one, the big wrestler guy whose name I'm blanking on, he can go home just go, or go back to MMA. Like the entire group is horrid. Hor- oh, and they also now that he's back with his Jerry, like Sammy Javar was setting the world yeah. on fire, now it's like now I I, up I, him cosplaying it's his crazy,
0: girlfriend. I would expect him to be just to heel on his own.
1: How about this? How about you go get Jordy from the Brazzers set, put him in a pair of trunks, and have him come out and play it. And tonight, the part of uh, Garcia or, you know, Sammy Guevara is going to be played by Jordy. Because I'd rather see Jordy go out there and fucking do a couple backflips or whatever. Because you went from setting the world on fire with this kid to, like, get him and his fucking cosplaying girlfriend out of here, and take the pumpkin head with you. It's not Halloween yet. And, oh, I didn't know you were standing there. Suspenders. You're out. And you, Mongo. Uh, the thing with the teeth and the speech impediment. it's a good thing you know how to kick people's asses, because I, all, when I look at you, I think mice and men. I want you to tell me about the rabbits.
2: Yeah! <laughs> tell me about
1: the rabbits. Uh, you know, and, and just the whole thing has got to go, and Jericho just... Jericho just looks like a bad parody of like with, his, with the, with the outfits he's been wearing. I don't know. It's just the whole thing. Garcia is the only saving grace, but he, again, do not talk like, like in one sentence, he killed it. I thought the sports entertainer thing as an evil heel faction could have been something truly unique and interesting. But the second he goes out there, he goes, no, no, I'll handle it. I'm a sports entertainer. You know what you are. You're 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 a, a faun of noon. That's what you are. You're a faun of noon. You like you know you sit at home and you and you and you fart in the tub and you bite the bubbles. That's what you are. Don't
0: don't talk. You just bite the bubbles. <laughs> so I right. so okay. we don't. It's
1: okay, Bobby. I'm a sports entertainer. I'm gonna bite the bubbles.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna bite the bubbles. <laughs>
1: So we're done. And, and pump your head's gonna be standing by the tub, going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." He's
2: gonna do it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Sports, entertainment.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> that's why I like. That's why I like him because I mean, the way he talks, he just. Take, I, I I honestly didn't know you could take steroids for your head. I'm sorry, because I would expect him to be like an extra in a like an Adam Sandler movie with that voice. Oh, my God. So we're done with the Pro Wrestling Smoke segment of the podcast. So now, you know, we always end the podcast on the big segment. We talk about old to the old school, where we talk about old school topics, old school shit, old school wrestling, old school, just old school, man, you know, period. And today, because we always be hearing about. The booking, the booking style of today, because you always hear the biggest complaints when it comes to WWE, AEW, and you don't hear too much about Impact or MLW because a lot of people don't watch them shows so much, but it's about the booking of the wrestlers and the booking of the storylines or what have you, feuds, rivalries, whichever side of the boat of wording of professional wrestling or terminology you want to use so and you know with me I think about the old school booking versus the modern booking and the first thing that I noticed Bill is that old school was more about long term booking for months not for the next big show not for pay per view I understand there's many factors to why that booking was in place, but for our listeners, explain to them why that booking was like that.
1: Because the TV was your advertisement originally, and you did, you know, you would do angles on TV, and you know, you would have guys be, you know, uh, enhancement guys or job guys, so you know, and to show like what they could do, and then you would have the big. You know, angle or the start of a feud happen on TV, and then it it would to drive you to the arena to buy the tickets, and you constantly had to be on your toes and being able to read the crowd because, especially in the South, it was a weekly crowd. You worked like seven days a week, six days a week, sometimes twice on Sunday, and it was the same towns every week. That's why Southern wrestlers, I Southern territories, I think produce the best wrestlers because day in day out you're in you know charlotte in the same every wednesday then you're in then you're in greensville on thursday and then you're in like atlanta on friday and, and so on and it's the same building the same people came and that's the other thing the same people came every week so it all had to And it was all about the realism because people believed, and even the ones that maybe were like, you know, on the way home going, you know, that was got at that moment they believed, and that's what I want. And the main problem, old school booking is better because, not because the wrestling was better, not because the guys in the ring were better. It was because it had a beginning, it had a middle, and it had an end. And and if you were going to evolve, especially like a Crockett in the 80s, everybody kind of weirdly was intersecting with everybody else. So at any given time, it would make sense for Tully Blanchard to have an issue with Jimmy Valid. It would make sense for 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 all of a sudden Dusty Rhodes to have an issue with, with Paul Jones' army. And then, like, you know, Road Warriors with the Midnight Express. But then, uh, you know, with, like, Baron Von Rasky or something. There was, there was always some intersection, but there was a reason why – Things happened and they followed through on them, and then at times, a perfect example the I believe it might have been the Florida territory, it could be wrong, but that famous only turn that we talked about uh,
0: that that world championship Rap. That, that was WCW, Georgia Championship Wrath, or WCW.
1: Okay, so the, it happened in Georgia, and that was years ago, and it was a and the entire like, years later, uh, an entire multi-year angle setup was done off of one interview and in one line. It'll never be over. So then 18, I don't know how, like, 18 months, three years later, whatever the the, dis- whatever the distance was between the date of that Dusty's promo to the big oldie turn that took 18 months to get off the ground, they literally took something, one line from one promo, and then went back, and then the and you know set it up set it up and then boom sell out for like three months and when only went on tv on the next available tv they said this is what happened at the omni and then only sat there and he's like this is why and he and a lot of people again they went every week they watched the show every week so they remembered oh you never be over and then, but only explained it to anybody else that might be watching. It. To this day, to this day, you can go back and watch the long video, and you don't even have to be a wrestling fan. By the end of that video, you understand why everything in that entire show and the feud between all you understood everything, and oh, well, this is why, and it all made sense. And there's none of that. There's no. There's no cohesiveness. If a guy, if 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 um. Paige and Punk really do have heat with each other and you know okay so you're having you're having Paige uh, back with the George Goulas gang after being your world champion because that makes sense so in the old days they probably would have waited like another year and then probably set up something where you know Punk and Paige are now going to be the tag team against some kind of in evading force or some evil duo and then Paige would be the one to turn heel and beat his ass and then be like remember when you gave me advice and, da, 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 and the public apology you know it's and the crowd is smart enough if you if you tell the story right the crowd is smart enough to fucking remember it and if they don't if you explain it right people that just showed up yesterday be like oh well, I gotta go back and watch some of this stuff. I did oh, that's all very interesting. And now you have a nice feud. They don't do and there's no sense of planting seeds. There's no sense of having any real character development because nothing fucking makes sense. You and I could have a blood feud and be like like literally my thumb in your eye, and you're and you're hitting my valet and smacking her. Two weeks later, we're fucking doing comedy acts. You know, in the bag, riding around the car with cones on our heads. You know, and it, it slide whistles, and now uh, we're best of buds, and it and it's just because what's now, or it gets a pots out of the crowd, and yada yada yada, and it made sense. There was a reason for shit to happen, and people did it in a realistic fashion. Like,
0: yeah, because it, the whole thing of it, like for example, to give an example of what what we were talking about earlier. When Dvari and him, his group showed up. They just showed up. You feel what I'm coming from? Yeah, no, no, no promo to let them yeah, the yeah, No promo, no, it's just no they're coming, no this is who they are, this is the reason why they're together, what have you. Because think about it. You would never okay, if I was a booker, if I was gonna put Duvari in a group, I wouldn't have had him with let's say I wouldn't have him with them with Parker. You feel me? Or if Parker was with him, Parker was his heavy. You feel what I'm coming from? Like you got the, 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 the heel who got his, 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 his big monster with his back. You feel me?
2: And
1: and this guy is Davari's brother, right? He's like, not the Divari I'm thinking of that's been
0: around forever. Like Sean, said, Sean Daivari, you, you think about Sean Dvari, the one that uh, he was in WWE for a minute.
1: Well, here's the thing. I know, well, the, the point
0: that... Yeah, yeah the, the, Daivari, the one that we're, looking, that, that we're talking about now, he is the younger brother.
1: Okay, so here's the thing.
0: Well, I
1: know well, of the guy, but he is yeah. never anywhere, and again, good worker, so on and so forth. Has never anywhere been presented as a big deal or a game changer. So again, you're just going to bring him in. Oh, and he has a big guy and they're kind of, and they have, oh, like, okay. So again, here's another idea with the booking. You're bringing these guys in and now they have just beef with people. And again, these guys were not big deals. You know, even DX with the, uh, with the new age outlaws, like the, Mm -hmm. the slow build that they were slowly getting over on people. Uh, but they had also been there for a mm-hmm. while, and it, and it, and there was an established beginning, middle, and end to them becoming a tag team. DeVar yeah. sorry, is not a big deal. This guy with a tattoo, I get it. He's big and he has really bad new, like millennial tattoos, and also not a big deal. The guy with the
0: whatever the fuck that gimmick he's got going, really it's not legit. a big deal. So, yeah, because, because no one knows. Okay, then I'm gonna give you an example using DeVar. They did a storyline in NWA. Um, DeVar, he won a match. He went over there to the mic and he said, Look, I'm tired of you people sleeping on me. And 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 I want to prove that I'm one of the best. So I'm gonna challenge one of the best. And he called out Nick Aldis. You feel what I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. And he'll beat Nick Aldis, this, day and third. Nick Aldis in the later segment comes out and says, I accept the challenge. You feel me? Is this your booking talk- or did this happen? No, it, wait. Well, it, no, I'm just using a certain okay, okay, type, a okay. certain okay. Uh, you know, book to give you an example of what happened with NWA or what have you. It explained why I am watching Daivari go against a former two-time NWA world champion. Why? Yeah. Without me even knowing, which me just telling you the story is like, okay, then this motherfucker think he got the balls to call out a former champ so the former champ want to show him he ain't got the balls.
2: Um, he, 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 you got where I'm coming from? Yeah, well, I mean, same thing.
1: And that's the thing. It's like, again, you're expecting people or, again, it's that thing of and WWE's guilty of it too. Oh, it's a big deal because I say it is. I'm like, all right, well, you know what? Hey, every porn producer out there uh, my dick, literally, I, I literally come magic and chocolate and every girl, uh, literally when I fuck her, she comes immediately and her eyes spin around in circles. So you should just book me, like tell Bones Montana and Puerto mm. Rock and, and fucking Don Prince and Sudan and fucking Kieran Lee, tell all these guys to stay home. I'm going to show up and it's going to be chocolate flying everywhere and rolling eyes. And they'd be like, huh? Ah, what? Uh one thing okay, so if I was coming in to your point, if you if you're gonna do that sleeping thing, like another way to do it is have him wrestle matches but not really get any attention.
0: Oh, this other part I forgot to mention too. He already been on the NWA and they had yeah, yeah. weight title match. So we kind of knew who he was. They just brought him on the fucking show, like
1: Okay, so Imagine I, <laughs> Okay. So just a hypothetical, if we're going to use booking examples, I'm an indie darling. I'm a guy, I have bright, shiny, long tights. I have the little kick pads. I've wrestled for Dragon Gate and progress. I've been all around the world and I have these, all these matches and I do all the unnecessary moves and yada, yada, yada. Maybe even got a little bit of a raw deal and the WWE thing. And I come in and they're doing, you do a promo package. They're like, Hey, he was wasted for two or three years in WWE. And now he's coming. You do a promo package from the some of the places I've been wrestling to get ready to go with AEW. Okay, so now you've established that this guy is an indie darling. He's Dragon Gate. Oh my God, he's won the fucking paperclip uh, uh, rubber band ball-making championship in Nakawaka, Japan, and he beat Silly Willy. Oh my God, who are these wrestlers? You know, and, and just whatever and then i come out for my big debut that you've been hyping for weeks with promo packages and now i have a different look and i have a little bit more serious look i'm wearing a different style of tights they're darker colors and i go out and i am just vicious i'm not technically breaking the rules yet but i am fucking vicious i don't let the guy fucking breathe if he misses a drop kick or he tries to do a dive out of the ring and i move Instead of walking away like everybody does, I am on top of him. And I'm just not even raking his eyes. I'm, like, covering his mouth and nose and just (laughs) squeezing his face. You know, like, suffocating him and pressing on his cheekbones. I'm throwing it back in. He hurt his uh, lower back. So now I'm just relentlessly dropping knees and elbows. I'm I'm stretching him to hurt that lower back. And the match is five minutes or under. And, like, I am fucking... Vicious. Not out and out cheating yet, but like if you know, just any kind of weakness. I'm not even when I hit a cool move, I don't get up and go, See, I'm awesome. I like I hit a big splash off the thing, and of course, you should sell the fact that you just hit a big splash because your stomach hurts. So instead of rolling around in pain like Rob Van Dam used to do, because that's what you were supposed to do, I roll over since I can't get up right away. I roll over, and I'm again, I'm just like, you know putting my hands over his mouth or I'm like, you know, fucking grabbing his wrist and trying to twist it and, and break his wrist. And then you do that for a couple of weeks and he had the announcers going, well, you know, he was more of a high flyer. He's doing a different ground and he just seems relentless and, you know, so vicious. And they try to interview me in a very standoffish. Like, like I said, it goes back to that. I don't have enemies because your fucking heartbeat offends me. And I refuse to tolerate it. And then you bring somebody like Captain Mc. Captain Jerkoff uh, sweatpants you know, Orange Julius, and he comes out and we have some kind of run-in or meeting not a match yet, and he's doing the little the little fucking goofball, like look at my hands and as he has his hands up just punch him right in the face like I'm talking crack him or headbutt him and then again, just I grab his hands and I do that British thing where I snap his hands or I just start stomping on his hands uh, uh, Jiggle McTits comes out in his girdle with the bobblehead, obviously he's leading the charge because he's like you know all he's all his weight's forward, and I I gotta leave. I don't run away I back off because you know. And I and I go, and I basically cut a promo saying, you know what, I I've been doing this indie stuff. I've been doing all this cool hipster stuff. I lost three years of my life in the WWE, and this is not happening anymore.
0: And I came here. Yeah, to- yeah I'm gonna ask you this. I'm, I'm gonna ask you this. Do you think the booking changed when the cat was out of the bag about how wrestling is predetermined?
1: No, I think because people still want to believe. People still want – people can get into it. Like I said, I think people – when Punk was going off and then Moxley came out and went off, they had him in the palm of their hand. And then here's the best part. They could all be back there having a ginger ale, laughing, going, I love – that was great. I, you You, know, you should have went harder on me. Um but they had him in their hands. So people want to suspend disbelief and they want to believe. I It's from the Vince Russo era. It's become that crash TV. We got to have that pop in the quarter hour. It's rush, rush, rush. It's become about, look at all the dumb moves I can do. And here's tables and chairs. And it's all about like this weird, it's all about like, it's almost like a big me show and it's all bright lights and shiny. And it's not enough of a consistency in, and here's the thing, it doesn't matter the story, it doesn't matter the gimmick, there's no consistency in anything, and again, I would come out and i cut the promo saying, I came here to be serious, like, this is not the guy you all thought was coming, he's not here, he's gone, he's done, and I'm not playing this. and I got no problem with Orange Cassidy, and I'm going to tell you, Orange, my advice to you would be to stay away from me, do your little comedy act, get that big paycheck, and save your money, stay away from me, if you come near me, I'm not going to play your game. If you get in the ring with me, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you and I'm going to make an example out of you. Okay? So this is a friendly warning. Stay out of my way. Do your little comedy act because I came here to be a top guy. I came here to be in that main event. That in the main event is the last match. Not the first, not the middle, the last match. I came to win belts. I came to put every one of your booing, ungrateful, fucking Joe six-pack asses in fucking seats. I came here to draw money. I came here because I am tired of waiting for my time. I'm here to take, and if you and if you will not give, I am taking. And of course, orange comes out, and then you sacrifice because again, since I'm booking and the, you know whatever orange gets sacrificed and i beat the living shit out of him and i just piss on his gimmick i tears i literally grab him by the pocket i attack him rip the fucking pants off him by the pockets i stomp him and i fuck him up and you know because and then so that way to really establish the fact that there is no joke gimmicks you can do all the little shenanigans you want and you can do all the little fucking outfits you want the little skits this shit's not happening when you're wrestling me you can do the skits when you wrestle the next guy. Today you're gonna to get in that ring because if you're not gonna take it seriously, I'm gonna fucking hurt you. If you fucking wrestle me and take it seriously, I might let you get to the end of the
0: match without hurting you because this is not a game. And that's it. it's it's kind of me with the booking. I wanted to watch the end and 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 what I mean by that, so people going to understand what I mean. It says what I'm coming from. <clears throat> like when I look at. The Roman reigns. Okay. The end goal at some point is for Roman to drop that belt. Because that's always the end goal when you have someone this channel. Okay. If they booking if 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 they booking for a three year reign to where they're building up a certain wrestler to take it from him. You're gonna come from kind of like what happened when you had um Vince's father told Billy Graham, This is how long you're gonna have the belt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <clears throat> you know, period. And it's kind of it, it even to the point where um, like when I even looked at it with Moxley he really didn't do no storylines with Moxley as champ because he was so much waiting on CM punk to come back. You feel what I'm coming from? Well, I
2: mean, so it was
0: like, it, it's it's kind of like, do they, it's like they book, I can't even say they book to a pay-per-view no more. It's kind of like they do speed booking. You feel I what think, I'm coming from?
1: Yeah, and, and that kind of booking doesn't establish anybody. It doesn't make it, because again, You gotta make the person care. You gotta present that's the other thing. When you book somebody, you're presenting them in a certain way. And if you're gonna bring in a big guy and you're gonna book him like you've been booking whatever the guy's name is with the tattoos, he looks like a jerk off and I don't care anymore. You know, you anger the fans because you look you look at somebody like Miro and it's like, What are you doing with this guy? You're not this this guy should have a belt around why isn't he in the world title pitcher? And, yeah. in, and the thing with what you were saying about the when you're going to do a long title reign, the, the pros of that is you got a strong champion that obviously the fans are into, whether he's a heel or babyface, he's drawing money. You're, you are raising the value of that championship above all other companies. I'm sorry, but it's several, uh, you know, in the last 20, 25 years, there have been several smaller companies where the world title. Med more than the WF title because that shit rarely traded hands. And, but the, here's the rub, here's the, uh, the catch 22. If you're going to have somebody with a two year reign, an 18 month reign, three year reign, you have to have him constantly going up against major opponents. And if you have it in your mind, this guy's going to be my champ for two and a half years. Okay. So you got to feed him top talent and it's got to be like an epic battle every time. And he's always got to be improving or finding new ways to cheat. And then as you get closer to the point where it's now time to have the uh, change. Now you made this thing. You took this thing that was a Cupid zirconia. Now you made it a big, fat uh, Kobe Bryant apology diamond ring. Okay. So that can't just go now onto anybody. So now you should have been booking. You got to be booking three things. The champ making looking like a million dollars. The opponents going in, pressing him, and then the guy that's going to win the belt. You got to make this guy, you know, like, this is the guy that fans can believe and see beating him. The one that they want to beat him. Okay. Like, I kind of really, I wasn't an avid, avid watcher when when Samoa Joe lost to Austin Aries. But I always kind (laughs) of thought, like, really? You're going to have that big historic reign lost to Austin Aries? You know, so... You
0: have to, and mm-hmm. and again, it made you, sense when he lost because Austin was hot, and he did the option C. You feel what I'm, what I'm saying? saying? It's
1: like it's, you know you
0: gotta. That's what say about when it comes to Impact when they built their Division champion to take the world belt. It kind of made sense because over that year that the, of him being the Division champion and his climb, I I'm talking about the RH belt. RH oh my bad. Okay. Well Yeah,
1: because that's because like, like okay, Officer Aries is now your R-O-H-C- I was like I and I think I, I think punk was gone at that point. I think Danielson was
0: gone Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You're talking about O R H.
1: Yeah, but I mean the, the the thing is you it's it's that's the thing about booking. It's not it's really easy for us to have a podcast and sit here and talk about like what I would do or if I was a yeah. wrestler, I'd go and I'd be all serious and yada yada yada. It's all easy when you like you said, Monday morning quarterbacking, but that's the reason why top guys usually were the bookers back in the day. And they were guys that were, were wildly successful, like your Bill Watts', your Eddie Graham's, your your Ernie Lads, your Dusty Rhodes. Um and and these guys learned they were top drawing stars in multiple territories, and they sat under the learning tree of other bookers who sat under the learning tree of bookers before them. And again, it was all about making sense. And when you make stuff make sense, and there's a rhyme and a reason, and a and a back history you could go back to. When somebody gets injured, without go back and look at what you were doing and going, you know what? Billy got injured. But Bobby had an old issue with him. So in two weeks, three weeks, I could have Bobby in there wrestling for the title. And it's, you know, it's not what we had planned. But now we're good. We only really lost three weeks. But luckily, since we had shit established, because both Billy and Bobby have been around a while and booked consistently, it only took three weeks to take Bobby from fighting the TV title to being go, going for the world title and now they like you said, it's just rush booking. Like here, oh, for the show, this is what we're gonna do. And also the same shit every week. You can set your watch to it. There's Tony Schiavone. There's wrestler. Wrestler says, "Toad." And see, he, and see
0: also, and see that's the reason why when I hear the argument about LTR and the Young Bucks, so I don't want their match no time soon. I want them separated because I want to build that makes sense for them to have to face for a third time. Because the the reason why I'm saying that is because of the polarization of both of those tag teams, because they're both the epitome of what the modern tag, of two school of thoughts of professional wrestling, the old school versus modern. That match is probably the biggest match that can probably happen in professional wrestling right now, as far as probably draw and hype. So, to me, I don't want that match until it is built to where it makes sense. Whether it's the young... I don't even give a damn who actually win the match, to be honest with you. But, for, because that is that much of a money match, and because of what it stands for, as far as Bill Meltzer versus Jim Cornette. Modern wrestling versus old school wrestling. Old school thought process versus the modern way of doing things. They are the epitome of that. And because of that, it need to be built. Just like I wish that the Briscoes versus you know FTR was better built and the book and it could have went behind it. You know, period. So it's kind of like to me, the the biggest problem with modern day booking is that is is because we are microwave era. The bookings became that, and because the bookings became that, the storylines that would normally allow us to really suspend disbelief, to sit here and 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 and, and believe and and be truly invested invested. We won't get because the way the thought process is that, and many of the minds that used to do the bookings that we talking about now, from the Eddie Grahams to the to when Dusty Rose was doing it to when uh, you know what I'm saying Bill Watts and 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 numerous other cats we can think about, even Jim Cornette himself, it's because. It wasn't about the short term. It wasn't about, oh, I'm building to this pay-per-view, or I'm trying to pop ratings. It was, they wanted a good storyline that would make the people believe. And but, that is what's missing with modern. Yeah, I mean,
1: Rampage is just an absolute joke of a, of a show. Um, it's, you know, it's an absolute joke of a show. And again, here's the thing. This is why... Uh, one of the biggest flaws in Tony's booking, and it's the dumbest fucking thing. It's again, it's like me saying, What? Well, I, I, oh, I don't like rematches, I don't like long sustained feuds. It's like, Well, that's like me saying, I don't like to get my dick fully hard. I like to kind of get it in there around a city 40 kind of thing. Kind of like, you know, like it, like I like my dick to look kind of sad, you know, like it's kicking rocks home after not getting picked for softball. And that's and then I like to, I like to fuck the girl that way with like kind of like my. Kind of semi depressed, you know, like meh, you know, like Eeyore looking dick, like it just you know, Jim. instead of rock hard, like at its absolute peak best, I just get it kind of yeah. like you know, and it it's, it at- it's,
0: it's, it's it's manageable,
1: and it doesn't and it doesn't and it doesn't make sense. So, here's the thing the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, Ric Flair, uh, you know, Magnum TA they were made stars by two consistent booking and being presented in a way of this person is somebody you need to pay attention to and feuds magnum nikita midnight rock and roll express rick flair wahoo mcdaniel uh dusty Rhodes versus gary hart's army like these things drew money in television and in tickets and they kept the, they got the crowds engaged, and it again, it it just it left a body of work that you can go back to over the period of time, and you and if it was good enough, you can like you said, nobody ever got tired of watching Rick Flair and Dusty Russell. No one ever got tired of the midnight. There's, to this day, if Bobby were still alive, you at, at the, what are in their 60s? Um, yeah. Dennis Condry... And Bobby and, and and Ricky Moore and Robert Gibson could draw money. And I'm talking, depending on the area, we're talking like three, uh, four figures yes. in an audience attended to going out there and not even doing what they were doing in 84, just going out there and having like a 10 minute match and the place would be going bananas because of the history they've built. And they've always been presented as stars. You're not presenting people as stars. You're not booking them and you're telling me this is a big deal. And then you're not booking them that way. And then when there's something magical happening or like a really good match, then you get it once and then it's done. And then one of the guys is just not on TV. And that is the problem. There is enough. You can take that old booking style. It's timeless because it's just basic storytelling and presentation and you apply it. And again, like, ask the guys, ask the you know, the girls, like, here's an idea, modern up. We did this back in the 80s. You know, put the, put the fucking shine on it. Put a new goddamn, you know, chrome detail on it. And they're not. And you, I, you really can't call yourself a booker if you just tell people to go out and do something, and it's week by week and moment by moment. I'm sorry, but Tony Khan, to me, is not a booker in the real sense, because you, again, and neither is anybody in the WWE, because you, at the same time, all the people you were banking on got hurt, and then you guys have this insane roster, you have too many wrestlers, and you had nothing. You guys, both of you, fell fucking flat. No, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm gonna be real with you. If if I was Tony, after what CM Punk did, I was like, I. Right. Because he just made a money match when he called out um, Adam Page. That's that that that's facts. Plus, now the storyline behind that. So they are smart. But now, capital, that, I
1: mean, they got to do something with that.
0: Which you know, I mean, no, 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 I, I, right? This is how I would do it. Next week, this coming week. It's going to shock a lot of people. People are going to be like, you "Got to be drunk." I'm like, "No, nah, I'm busy." CM Punk loses to Moxley. He loses, and the reasoning why? Because Adam Page, Adam Page, he Adam Page, during at some point during the match, comes out and decides to sit by ringside. Not not in commentary by ringside. You feel me? He's just looking at him. You know, period. Because to a certain extent, um, this, because of what was done, what's so beautiful about this is you don't even need a heel face dynamic in this now. Because it'll either organically be made, or ain't no one gonna care, because they just gonna want to see these two motherfuckers fight. Because they know there's a real issue there. You feel me? Let mm-hmm. will take the loss. And then, okay, Tony comes back and said, because this is an issue, that, that this is personal, and I know how this is going to get, we're going to have ourselves a little unsanctioned match or a lights-out match, but here's a caveat. The winner gets a shot at Moxley, or what have you. Do it. You, you, you get what I'm coming from. Have, I mean, yeah, but it's- have it all out. I mean, you know, period. Now, what you would do with Moxley for his title shit, I I can't even tell you on that end, um, <laughs> because because I wouldn't even know who you would put against Moxley that would easily make fucking sense. So
2: I, I,
1: I don't know. I I would settle. I look, people want Punk as champion. I would just get that in the ground, and then you can have return matches with Mosley, <laughs> and then you can insert Adam, you know. Uh,
0: or even and, better, or, or if you want to go there, since the rumor mill is saying that MJF will be making a return sooner than later.
1: But even then... The show really has not been the same. It has really lost a lot of steam, <laughs> and he really showed what he added to the show in multiple yeah. segments. You can't. When he comes back, it, 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 you need to allow. You know, you gotta, you gotta let it marinate a minute. Like, I, like, don't give me in under a month. Do not give me Page Punk, uh, Moxley Punk, Punk Moxley, and then all of a sudden MJF. It's like, don't blow your fucking wad again. Don't give me a bunch of like flashing lights. You, if 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 you can actually develop something between the four of these fucking guys, you have now your entire world title scene well into January. Tony needs to learn to slow the fuck down, and I'm sorry. The you need to learn how to write because the writing is not about the juicy parts. It's about getting to the juicy parts and keeping people engaged enough to get to the next juicy part, and that's just it. And and WWE needs to do the same thing. Um, I unfortunately, you're normally you're the one that has to cut it off. But I have to. I have yeah. to make Dinner. I got to make dinner and yeah. everything.
0: I got, I, got, I got another show to do. I was going to wait till we uh got through with this topic again. So anyway, with that being said, since he done not cut it off, uh, Terry, about what can spend money on your bill.
1: Um. Well, I like I said, I'm still getting the the, the uh the channels up, the the, the many vids, uh the, the Billy Pilgrim, X, Uh, it's all, you know, like apparently spaces because you know um and then there's a clip for sale there's a uh fan centro and um some other stuff coming like again i've just been getting sidetracked with personal stuff and health stuff um i'm i'm sending anyway it'll it'll be it's coming you'll be able to spend money uh keep an eye out for my scene with blush erotica and bbw adventures that will be also dropping soon hopefully
0: yes 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 and of course people I got some smoke interviews coming up and episodes is coming so as well as special smoke episodes and um, so you know also check out our other podcast which is the premium smoke room i'm talking about pro raster smoke where we really get in depth about certain things certain topics and what have you and we don't go for no three to four hours neither so <laughs> but you can only be but you only subscribers can check it out for 4.99 a month i'm talking about six and also in the works a seventh podcast so more for you more For your $4.99 a month. So, with that being said, people, you know how we end this all day, every day. So he can cook, and I got another episode that I got to do and cook and watch painfully. Watch raw. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Billy, sign off.
1: Oh, until next time, but it's Vader time. We will see you then.